0: Yeah.
1: Alvarez. My name is Leland And welcome to episode 45 of Cinnapunks. Cinnapunks. <laughs> we were doing the thing where we were saying it together. What was it? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Whack on tracks on tape. Yeah, something. we do whack on track. All right. Yeah. We'll, Wait for it. Yeah. Wait for it. Wait we'll Today, we have our guest, Mr. Justin Miller. You, uh, may, you may know Justin Miller so. as uh, his gnome de print, uh,
2: Hot Love. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> oh, is that, that French? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Fuck that French shit. You may know haunt love. You know, you, you, you do some posters. People see those fucking posters. Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. People, <laughs> people who might not know you by sight. Like, I feel like a lot of people we know know who you are. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, people tend to not know my actual name because I don't associate my actual name to my work. Um, for do you a long have time. like a
1: day job that like requires you to like? separate yourself from your art in any way or something
3: i do i work a
1: um i work at an advertising agency
2: oh right so yeah yeah is this like a big reveal then is this like is this like the small town equivalent of the banksy reveal like we're revealing who you actually are (laughs) we're pulling back the mask um
3: and you know it's funny for for a really long time um i put everything out there specifically as haunt love Sure. Um, almost as it was like a it was a first and last name. Right. Um, and the name kind of comes from my really sad days of attempting to write graffiti. Um,
1: haunt love was your tag. <laughs> that was your that was your that was your name. Was. Yeah, oh,
3: yeah. Shit. Ah. Um, it was haunt, and then the punchline was always "loves you," um, and then it got cut. But uh, so once I started using it as prints, I stopped writing because I was never very good at it anyway, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> So, I,
1: but then... I'm just in,
2: picturing you doing graffiti and getting really stoked on the idea. Like, it's, yeah. like, really
1: got me excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The double life thing is pretty awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. That's funny. It, we, I was just talking about this with Melani yesterday about how, um, you know, we all go to hardcore shows and we have our friends that are, like... Sure. And so, last night I saw The Loved Ones, right? Yeah. And Michael Cotterman, a.k.a. Spider, who's playing bass with them, and everyone's chanting his name, Spider, Spider. But I do know that in real life, our man Spider... Like, works at the Washington Post and is, like, a respectable and normal dude.
4: Oh, so then no. the
1: question is, do your friends that you work with, like, just the regular folks, do they know that you have this other life? You work like with some band dudes, though. You were telling do, me that you do, work yeah, with yeah. some band dudes. Oh, yeah. well, then that's
2: yeah. different. Who are some of the... Is it okay? Can we know? Uh Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who are some of the band dudes you <laughs> I mean,
3: so How like, about I can know and Liam can't My, my um... <laughs> The agency I work for, it, it, it's it's called One Hundred and Sixty Over Ninety, um, and it's actually it's not your fractions. like fractions. Yeah, fractions. I, I think it actually has to do with like your heart rate. It's I think 160 that's right. Over yeah, 90. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's predominantly full of like younger um, art people. Yeah. Um, I did air quotes just now.
2: Yeah, that's fine. You, you can't see that. Now. <laughs> no, I know. Um, but you're, I you're, doing, felt it. you're doing space work and it's not working. It.
3: And so yeah, so I mean like. Uh the people that I know or or the people that know me there kind of loosely um know me for my print stuff. Right. Um so they yeah, they do know who I am. But yeah, there are some band dudes there. Uh dude Eric from Ladder Devils uh plays he he works there and um Halo
1: played with them one time.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Sorry. Go uh, on. I forgot this was about Halo. Yeah. Oh, tell me yeah. more about this what Halo This is Halo, Halo is. Punks, tell right?
3: Tell <laughs> the name of the show. I don't know about this Halo.
2: <laughs> Halo um, Snakes. Are you talking about the game? No, no, no. No,
1: no, I'm t- talking with you. I know, I know your bands. <laughs> Nobody knows my bands. Don't you lie to me, sir. No one knows. <laughs> I bet you there
2: are people who listen to this who went and found Halo
1: Snakes because you mentioned that you were in Halo yeah. Snakes. Yeah. Yeah. They've probably stopped listening since and been like, man, fuck that shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, but uh, also, um, Anderson... Works there from um, the promise and uh, other sure, victim. Sure, um, and I'm sure there's a prob- there's probably a bunch of other there's a bunch of like print dudes that work there too. That yeah, that kind of run in the same like. So they're aware circles. that you're doing
2: the printing on the side as well as working there. Like that's not oh like yeah a, yeah yeah yeah. It's not like you're in an office. In other words, you're not in an office full of normals where you kind of have to pretend.
3: No, I've not. actually never worked in a job like that. Actually,
1: hmm. like no. a straight cubicle like norm job.
3: Yeah yeah. Like my first gig. Um, was it Disc Makers over in Pennsauken? and right. that was like you know
1: that seems to be the place that lots of dudes that like age out of the scene go to. Yeah, I know yeah. a lot of like old hardcore dudes that are like, yeah, I'm working at Disc. Well, Makers. the
3: dude that owns it, or like, I guess he's not, he doesn't own it. What is he? I guess he's like the president, CEO, or whatever. Mm. Uh, Tony Van Bean, he used to play in Homo Picnic back in the day. Oh wow. Um, and Joseph had interviewed him for um, yeah for Last Philly. Nice. So, yeah, there are some aging <laughs> hardcore dudes there. Um, and that, so that was pretty, you know, relaxed and whatever. I rolled like short style, camo short style in the summer.
2: Good times. There wasn't, you didn't feel like there was a dress code?
3: Nah, no, no, there's definitely no dress code there. <laughs> right. And then uh, I house, you know, I mean, like I worked with some yeah, weird But you've dudes. just recently stopped working there, yeah. I, yeah, I peaced out to go to uh, the agency.
2: Is there a sense? I mean, I, <clears throat> we don't have to talk about this too much, but um, is there a sense for you having left the eye house of um, because there's a lot going on. The, it, despite all the problems, there's a lot going on at the eye house that like is kind of great, you know, like the film things. And, you know, every time I talk to you, be like, oh, this thing is coming up. And do you miss feeling that connection where, you know, what's coming up there and that sort of thing?
3: Um, yeah, that's that's probably the biggest thing I miss is, is having the connection to the film stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean that, and, and if I was going to, you know, be honest, that would probably be the only thing that I miss. Do you seeing those guys and,
2: and being involved in that? I'm kind of curious, how did you, we were talking, uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, but just for the show, how did you get into like printing? And for people who don't know, you have an Etsy, right? You've the, Haunt I do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I, I, what I like about your prints is that it's such a broad cause you know, a lot of what you have available is both things that you care about and things you've done for events. So someone could go there and get something. I, 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 maybe this isn't accessible for everyone, but for people who to this podcast, you can get like a repo man print, yep. which I feel is pretty accessible. But when I, we, when you posted the daisies print, which we're talking about today, not everybody knows that, but you know what I mean? So mm, the, yeah, it, yeah. it seems like what you have available ranges from things that people who maybe have a little bit more obscure taste and things that people might know right away. Like, Oh, that's, you know, like personally, Uh, I love the Cronenberg shirt, you know, and the Cronenberg, maybe not accessible, but well known that way. So, um, anyways, how did you get into printing and how do you sort of decide what you want to make? Is it always based upon events coming up or do you just decide like, I like that. I'm just going to make a print about that.
3: Um, well, I got into printing, uh, back in high school. Actually, I had, I had two art teachers in high school that, um, Gave like these kind of really quick, like brief, like here's screen printing. And like one was using like, um, stencil cutting and the other one was using, um, Ruby lift, which is kind of like this red film that you, you subtract away from to Mm -hmm. to expose the screen. And I really liked it then, but it was, I probably only did it like a, a couple times back then. Um, when I got into college, the school I went to uh, had a printmaking class that you can opt into, but screen printing wasn't actually a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because you need like somewhere dark to be able to expose. You need exposure units and stuff like that, and they didn't have that equipment, so they had to like, the, do kind of, like, the lesser versions of it. But I really wanted to do it, and I kind of... I don't know if he knew I was doing it or if he didn't, but I was also taking a photography class, so I would use the dark room. To coat and to, exposed screens. Yeah. Wow, and I just yeah. kind of, I kind of basically taught myself. That's awesome. Um, And that's how I got into it. And I uh, actually set up like a small shop in my parents' garage for a while. Oh, shit. And I printed some t-shirts and shit. Like I remember I printed some like, um, what was it? It was, it was Perry's like old band. Lighten Up? Yeah, yeah. I printed a couple Lighten Up shirts. And love, nice. I
1: love that band, by the way. Some yeah.
3: Infernal Stronghold stuff. Some random sure, crap. Sure, sure for uh, people that I kind of vaguely knew back then. Um, and then I, I moved out of my parents' house and I closed up shop for a while because I just didn't have anywhere to print. And then I think I really started heavily printing probably back in like, I don't know, like 06, 07. Um, and that's when I started doing stuff for Zoom. That's, that's awesome. very cool. Yeah. Man.
2: So uh, did you, did we want to jump into Whacking on Track? Did sure. you want to do any other bio stuff with Justin? No, nah, man. I mean,
1: <laughs> I feel
2: like, do you know Justin Moore from Exhumed stuff or from shows?
1: I know Justin Moore from sh- Exhumed. Like we said, we met mm. Mer- firstly through our mutual friend Matt, who uh, is an Exhumed dude. Did we meet at shows or just at Exum stuff? You know, I think
3: I probably met both of you more through Exhumed stuff, although I'm sure we were both are, a lot of the same you know, shows. all three of us were at a lot of the same shows sure, because, sure. you know
2: well I mean you probably were at some American Nightmare shows which I fucking would never but One otherwise my, we were at a lot of can the same I, can shows I just,
1: <laughs> Jesse can I just say my favorite story of hardcore this year involves when you got punched in the face by that girl
3: oh yeah dude, I got punched in the face by some chick was, at that this is hardcore so this is the, no
1: you did not dude, yeah, I did. it was the funniest <sighs> thing because <laughs> I said hi Justin said hi to me gave a hug and then he walked away and got punched in the face by a girl <laughs> And then came back and was just like, yo, that girl just punched me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be clear, to
2: be clear, it's you know, girls girls or boys can punch people in the face. You know, I know we're not, we're, not, we're not being sexist here. It's just funny to talk to someone, <laughs> have them walk away, and immediately get punched. There wasn't even like a pause, like I mean I and was, you hadn't even were you moshing at oh, that point? No, before? no, yeah. I was moshing. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I was, was I was like, probably
3: being a little bit of a dickhead.
2: Well, American Nightmare was on, right? Is yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean was it was
3: in the middle of their set um, I understand. I don't remember what I did, but I did something. Yeah. She like, it was, it wasn't like a punch. It was like kind of like a backhand. Oh, so <laughs> she was also kind of pitting so herself. It, no, no, no. She was not. <laughs> <But that> was, <laughs> it was, it was definitely like retribution for like me hitting her in the
2: this face. This sounds or like a already. good story. Like I kind of want to hear her take <laughs> this story. But she came up to
3: me like five seconds later and apologized.
2: Uh, That was weak. I don't approve anymore.
1: That's nice. See that?
2: Um, I love. I love that that happened. I do think you know, you got to expect that. uh, You know, emotionally stunted. Young men like yourself will <laughs> will do crazy things during American Nightmare. If American Nightmare is playing, some white boy with a hole in his heart is going to go crazy. <laughs>
0: oh man, that's
2: great. I don't I don't know why I'm making fun because because um, you love American Nightmare so much. I'm going to go to that show. I'm really stoked for the. For are
1: you the going to American those, Nightmare Justin? You, are you going to the American? Nightmare I shows? am. I'm, I want to see if I can switch up and go to the other show, the second though. night. Or yeah, the, I'm on the. I'm going to the second night. Yeah, I'm, I, I kind of want to see
3: mouthpiece.
1: Man, let me tell you, I saw Mouthpiece at that home for the holidays not too long ago. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I was watching, there was one Lifetime played. Yeah, yeah. And they did Can We Win? They finished with Can We Win. And I was like, you know, you're a bunch of cisgendered, straight, white males. Yeah, you won.
2: It's not, it's not really a question I, I, think you know? his, I think his question Around can we win Is around the edge Yeah And, well, I, and uh, I do think We've established No you cannot win that, yeah, In well, fact Straight edge is a movement As much as I appreciate it That is admired as, as an edgeman self-defeat. I am an edgeman There is no forward momentum <laughs> We, we reached a peak oh, And yeah, we'll it's be it's lucky you. If we maintain <laughs> At this point It's mostly a decline Right Except right, for right. the occasional I mean even like at the I've never actually seen As many people smoking outside As was at the Show.
1: Oh.
2: Uh, in fact, we let us transition to the <laughs> okay. whacking on tracks portion uh, now. <laughs> Justin, I know that you you listen to the show, so you know all about this. I I know I know what uh, whack and track
1: track. As in, right. you knew what was about to happen before you got here. We started talking about this. Yeah.
2: So here we are. It's time for our whack whacking on track. track.
1: Oh, sweet, we, dude, that's so good.
3: I, I, I love that we've adopted. I'm going to add some commentary to this. While that sounds really cool on.
2: It doesn't sound cool when you're listening to it. Uh, It does. No, no, no. It does sound cool.
3: Watching you two do it, though, (laughs) is super depressing. I just got bummed out.
2: No, this is why. So we've been offered to do a video version of this podcast. And I'm actually oh, don't convinced.
3: don't do that. That would be awful. Yeah,
2: like, I'm oh, convinced no, you know. one, no one wants to see how the sausage is made. I mean, like.
1: No one wants to watch that's a what, condom filled with walnuts talk about movies and punk rock. That, this is
2: this is what happened when we did Periscope. We briefly Periscoped a little bit each thing. And every common Periscope was, what the fuck is this? Fuck these fat guys. Like, every time, <laughs> someone would just be like, why, are you, why do I care about this? And I'm like, you don't. Never mind. Yeah. Don't worry
1: about it. It's all good.
2: All right. Since you are our guest, do you have? And you
1: know what the deal is. uh, Do you have
2: a whack and or on track to share with us?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. What do, we,
3: what do we start with, whack or on track? What, I guess. It's, I guess hey, it's inherently, it's it's whack first, right? But I feel like you guys usually do on. Track we usually first. do on track. Well, well, the positive. thing is, shouldn't it be called we, on track and whack?
2: We should just yeah, call it just on. Say track. it again. Say it. I know that audio is not your skill set. You're more of a visual artist. <laughs> but just say on track and whack again, and see if it. <laughs> <laughs> plays as easily as whacking on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get
3: it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'll stick, you know, because I think, I think people tend to have more on track than Yeah, tracks, do it. Right? That's fine, yeah. Um,
2: I mean, you're a very negative person, so I could yeah. see you having more whack. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. but You
1: guys should just make out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is, we make fun of each other constantly. This is our only, and I'm actually doing a lot of the, but usually when I'm in communication with Haunt Love here, it's him messaging me to say, something we said on the show is stupid. <laughs> or, or to make fun of something or other, or to say, hey, I know what movies are playing. You can't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's move on here. Justin, you're whacking oh, you're on whacking
3: track. on track. How do we even get like fucking? I don't fucking See, told us the yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll
2: probably edit this whole thing. Out. Yeah, just edit that out.
3: That'd be great. Um whacking on track. Yeah. Um, so on track, um my my office just got moved to this super fucking dope spot Sure. um behind Independence Hall. Yeah. Oh. and that's and that's cool. But here's the coolest part. Um, starting a couple days ago, we have our own fucking personal barista.
2: Yeah, you, th- nice. you, were them, you were telling me about this the other
3: night. So I literally, on Friday, went up and was like twice, yo, can I get a latte? And someone made me a fucking latte for free so and handed it to me. And I Man. walked away and drank that free deliciousness.
2: And that's that pri- that's awesome. their job, right? Like They're just there waiting for you to come up and say, give me a latte. Yes.
3: Yes. That is Fuck. so fantastic. They are, they are, well, they're, bar- she, she is. It's a uh, one, one person. Um, she is, I guess, a uh, lot or, um, barista slash bartender because on certain days it switches
1: over to be a bar. That's wonderful. Um, Did I ever tell you my latte story? Oh my a, a latte? You want to hear my latte You're gonna story? you going to do a latte story? It's a good one, though. All right, go ahead. So, do you know the band Earth? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, the- God, yes. <laughs> Fuck. So, uh, What's the name of the main the, the dude the main guy in there? Um, fuck, it's escaping me right now. The dude. Oh, I forget that dude. I don't know name. his name. I know yeah. who you're talking about. That guy. He's you know, the story is that he's the dude who um, what the fuck? It's not anyway, he's the guy who loaned the, the, the shotgun to Kurt Cobain, and all that stuff. Yeah. And that's what he used and he went crazy and then did Earth and all that stuff. Yeah. So I saw Earth play at the church with Pelt like a mm-hmm. bunch of years ago. I think I went to that show actually. And there was like nobody there. There was yeah, like yeah. I remember that show. Oh, man, how come I can't think of that guy's name right
2: now? I don't care. Get to the latte part.
1: So they were setting up, and all I know about this dude is he's terrifying. You remember, if you were at the show, he had that fucking weird hat on and the handlebar mustache and the cowboy shirt. <laughs> yeah. Not the kind of guy that an Asian man, like myself, is too comfortable around. I'm going to say that out loud. But anyway. So like Southern kind of dudes. Yeah, it just looks a little uncomfortable for you know minorities. Anyway, so I'm standing there next to a microphone stand Which they don't have vocals So why the fuck do you need a microphone stand, right? But whatever So I'm standing next to the thing And that dude asks me to hand him the microphone stand And I give it to him He's terrifying And then he says to me Thanks a latte (laughs) (laughs) It's still funny (laughs) It's so weird Yeah, 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 yeah That totally happened to me This is the weirdest thing And I was at the show by myself So I looked around like Thanks a lot to you guys. Heard that? <laughs> no one heard that because I'm here by myself. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's kind of awesome. So, what else is on track? Um, let's see. Well, um, you know what? Actually, yes. you'll like this one. Do it. Uh, last night I watched uh, Diary of a Teenage Girl.
2: Ah, Liam loves that Yeah, that Liam. movie was great.
3: I did not get it though because you said you liked it. Uh, my wife got it, and then oh. I was like. Liam said he liked that.
2: What did you think? Did you I liked like it? it. I did yeah. like it.
3: It was. It was. You know. Honestly, I. I don't think I. Aside from hearing the name, I don't think I knew anything about it. Sure. Um. Maybe I saw like the poster or something like that. Yeah. There
2: was I, a little bit. There was like minor
1: <laughs> advertising for that movie.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think I knew a teenage
1: girl would probably be in it. <laughs> Um, I don't know why you'd assume such a thing, but go I, d-
3: on. I did not realize it, it, it took place in like the 70s, and, sure.
1: and it was this whole like
3: weird. Yeah, I mean, like I kind of assumed by the name it was going to be some kind of coming of age piece, but I did not realize it's it was like weird, yeah, super sexual coming of the age piece. Oh. Um but I was but down with see, it. You
1: haven't seen it yet? No, I have not. Oh. It's good. Oh,
3: yeah. I, it's definitely yeah. good. I mean, it, I did not think it was amazing. Okay, um, you wouldn't give it the five stars that Liam. I you. would not give it five stars. I'd mean, maybe like three and a half, four. Whoa. I think I gave it
2: four actually. I didn't give uh. it, five. it four, but it, but the the thing about it is that I didn't think it was amazing. But unlike a few other movies I had seen that I had actually given slightly higher ratings to when I first saw them. Um, I was still thinking about it a little bit. It was still on my mind a little bit. Like So I think that part is, imp- even if it's not a perfect movie, it's a movie that made me kind of think about it some. So yeah. I really appreciate
3: it. I mean, that. it kind of did a little too much of the same thing over and over again for me. And yeah, then it I mean, kind of like my petered out too. at the end. Yeah, um, I thought it could have ended a little stronger. So, but that was, that was cool. And then this morning with my son, I watched the Goosebumps movie.
2: Oh, how with was that? The Jack Black
3: one? The Jack Black movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how Which
2: I liked. It was good. It was fun. I want to see it. I, I wanted to see it when it was in theaters and I It never wasn't got great, to
3: but it's, it's, I think it plays a little too much to like current tweens. Sure. Um, like sure. there was like, there's this like. They all have
2: iPhones and.
3: Um. Yeah. I mean that, but that doesn't bother me too too much. I, it was there more than like, like
2: Justin Bieber nudes or.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like. <laughs> yeah. That. That. No, no. 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 What was it? Go ahead.
3: Um. There was like this, like kind of like, unneeded Twilight,
4: like, uh, like
3: romance a, portion sure, of it that just sure. kind of like was like it was it was a little lame. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think they kind of geared that towards like the current
1: tweenies. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Got to put a little sparkle in there. I get yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um some some I don't yeah, I guess I won't give it away. It's a little bit of a giveaway. No, it's fine,
2: don't yeah, keep hold hold on to it. That's good. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I don't want to ruin the goosebumps movie. (laughs) I actually I'm like kind of joking, but then I thought about it, I was like, no, really, don't ruin it because I'm gonna watch it. I'm actually gonna watch it because I want to see it. You see it coming from like a mile. A lot of people you put the disc in and you're like, Oh I got that twist. I mean I mean the thing about it the thing about it is like uh when did that come out? Was that a Halloween-y? That was like a halloween movie? Something like that last year. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, Around Halloween time. It, 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 yeah. it
2: came out at a time, though, where I think it got ignored for some other movies, understandably. and yep. a lot Yeah, of like people...
1: The Guest came out at the same time, I think. And like, but I no, mean, no, 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 no. It's, it's The Guest. So totally. You bad. mean The Visit. The Visit. Sorry. Yeah, visit. yeah my bad. I mean, were, it's it's a right? yeah, wildly it different market, though.
2: Right. Yeah, totally. Well, the point is is that it wasn't getting that much attention, but a bunch of people brought it up to me specifically and were like, surprisingly good. I think, again, in comparison to what else was out. like I don't think anyone put it on their like
1: best movie of the year list. Year-end list. Right? <laughs> yeah. But here's what, the thing. like, If you
3: didn't read Goosebumps... Sure. You probably wouldn't You probably don't about give a you shit. You probably about it. don't yeah. care about it at all because it's just it's just references to all the books. I
2: mean to be fair, I didn't read as much as other people. Like it's also something I wanted to watch because uh, my wife is into it. Like she read
1: Goosebumps mm. to some extent. So mm-hmm. I feel
2: like it was one of the few movies that was Halloween themed that we could have
1: watched together. Yeah, um, and because Susan's not much of a Halloween fan, scary Halloween. movies
2: are not her thing. Yeah, um, my wife don't
1: fuck with that either.
2: Yeah, she's not in, and it's not the violence. Like for a lot of people, it's the violence. They don't like violence, where they don't like gore. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's not stoked on that, but it doesn't bother her. It's she literally doesn't like feeling scared. So even the ones I've shown her that are funny and charming, but also a little bit scary, yeah, she doesn't love them. Even if they're really funny and charming, because she's like, oh, but it was scary, and I'm like, really? <laughs> like for me, no. Part Part of, for example, Evil Dead Two,
1: right? Not, not one part of that is
2: scary. Cabin in the Woods, no, not scary. scary. No. So I, I feel like I can show her these things, and be, she'll be fine. But she was like, "I don't know." That was a little, whew, a little <laughs> bit much. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like yeah. I have to. Lo-. It's like when you are cooking for someone, and they don't like spicy food at all,
1: and you're like, "Oh, it's totally not spicy." But then that's not spicy to you. Meanwhile, Ram. you've right. poured your toxic waste into that shit. Oh, I'm I'm trying to t- kill I'm somebody. Yeah. What My about- wife's
3: uh, super. Like, she she is a, a product of the Gremlins time period.
1: Oh, sure, ah, sure, sure. And, the best um,
3: time. She, like, lost her shit when she saw Gremlins and now won't watch anything even remotely scary. Like, she won't even watch Gremlins now.
2: Really? Yeah, yeah. I tried to show Gremlins. Uh, Suze, luckily, that's something she's already... Uh, well, I don't know if she had seen it, but we watched it and she was okay. But I remember trying to show Gremlins once to uh, uh, someone and they just thought it was too gross. Like all the Gremlins gross. in the Blender and stuff. And Dude. yeah, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like it just didn't What about whack? Do you have a whack, a negative experience you've Wh- had lately? Whack. Well let me let me
3: go back to on track oh, okay. one go more ahead. time. Please. Um I don't know how much of this I can I can legit say, but since not that many people listen, sure. I'm doing some pretty cool uh stuff that I'm pretty stoked on that hasn't come out yet. We could do that at the end as like your plug. Um, Let's do that. Let's, are you
1: allowed to say but it? Are you allowed yeah. to talk about it? Or go ahead and do I it. Then. I don't care. Might as well
2: do it now. I
3: mean, I'm just kind doing? of stoked on it. So yeah. I, I mean, that's like kind of like my tend to be on track because sure, that's great. It's stuff that I get to do that I'm excited. About. So um, I'm going to do a poster for John Carpenter for his tour coming up. <sighs> yes. that I'm do really you get to meet on. John Carpenter? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to try and work that out. That Hopefully, I will. Cool. Awesome. Hopefully, I will. Are
2: you going to go to that Philly? The Philly? What is that? The
3: Keswick? Is the Keswick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the show that I'll be doing the poster for. Um, I got to get the details for it still, but I'm pretty stoked on that. Um, I just that wrote, is amazing. Yep, I just got approval from um, Lloyd Frumpkin, the director. I'm sorry, not the director. The writer. And producer of Street Trash. Oh, oh uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. On some new um, Street Trash artwork. Um, they're having, a, what, I think it was, is it like a 30, 30 year reunion? Sure. Up wow. at Cinema Wasteland, and the dude that runs Linares, Lunaris Records, who I already did the original Street Trash uh, original soundtrack for, um, he's re. Pressing it on like a super limited, like hundred copies only, or something like that, for this reunion with a brand new artwork that I just uh, I did again, Um, and I'm working with. uh, Well, I won't say that one because that one's still. All right, right.
1: Right. I'm working
3: with an awesome, um, like I guess what the fuck are they? Like hardcore metal, heavy, dark, hardcore band. From, um, what are they from? New Jersey? No, they're not from New Jersey. (laughs) They're from, um, where are they from? What's, what's like not Boston? They're from Um, Boston? Yeah, yeah, I think they're from maybe the Boston area. Where's all the, no, not, where's all the like the Converge dudes and shit like that from? They're from Boston. Boston, right? Boston? Yeah, yeah, I guess they're probably from up around there. Um,
2: Trying to guess
4: who it is. That now.
3: dude, you, I pointed you out to
2: him. Oh, I don't know that actually. Uh, that band is from Boston.
3: Are they not from Boston? Where are they from?
2: I don't know where they're from, but I don't think it's. Boston. I feel
3: like they're from around that area. It's possible.
1: Yeah, man, I have no idea what either of you are talking about. You don't want to say? I don't want to know.
3: Uh, where's are we're, I mean, he, they haven't announced the album
2: yet. Then don't worry about
3: it. Um, so I don't want to say it, but I'm stoked on it.
2: Yeah, regardless, it's a good, it's I'm a good band. It's it. a good band. It's a good band. All right.
3: Um, So yeah, all right. Whack Number one, this just literally happened Sure I have a hole in my sock And my big (laughs) toe is coming through it
1: Dude
3: And it's fucking pissing
2: me off so
1: much right now Shit sucks dude
2: You know, I always want Whacking on Track to be about like things And Justin just comes in here and it's like Talk about that hole His barista, his sock hole
3: That fucking just
2: happened I'm actually actually gonna take this sock off I really do hate holes in my socks, though. That's like not a thing. I, mean, I
1: think I hate wet socks worse than I, I hate holes no, in socks. No, that's fair. That's fair. But holes in socks is not a pleasant time. That, I'm going to put that sock in my pocket. <laughs> God. With the other socks. <laughs> this is already the craziest. <laughs> this is already, yeah, with the, with the many socks I keep there in. We call that the graveyard of a uh, holy sock. And I'm going to
3: I'm gonna jump from that super whack thing sure. to a much bigger whack thing. Is, yeah. um, and so x-fest tickets just went on sale right sure
4: yeah right oh,
3: right yeah i can't go to x-fest this year what that's Why? like probably the biggest whack on For what
2: possible reason i have to go to a wedding fuck a wedding i know
3: wedding's blow. it's my cousin's <laughs> wedding <laughs> ah, no it's important and i have to i have to go or i would be shunned from the family right
2: josh did
1: no. you get did you get x-fest tickets or are you gonna get i did X-Fest?
3: not you, you should get, get X Fest. I, I should
1: i never go i've not gone once yet <clears throat> i i don't know
3: you I personally go. love X Fest more
1: than Harathon. Yeah, that's, that's I agree. I would go just to hang out with you guys. Why I would go just to hang out why with friends.
2: You, why don't you go? Yeah. And if you if a movie's on you don't like, you can hang out at the Cinepunks table because yeah. we'll have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i yeah. assuming. I don't actually I like know this that already.
1: That. This plan already sounds me. And then you can just
2: record with people as they come in and out. You know, we'll have our little
1: digital John
2: there, you know, a little. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Are you not into
1: exploitation films I don't like so them as much as Liam does, oh, okay. I will say. Um, yeah,
2: I think, Josh, you like things a little less grimy.
1: I don't like rapey movies. I don't like, Dude, you know. last year was so
2: rapey. Yeah, a on the see, rapey side.
1: I can't get down with that. That's a hard thing for me to pay but attention to. But there were still to.
2: some great movies last year. This year, year they're going to play a film that's just called Rape. <laughs> no,
1: they're not. No, no, no they're not. They're not. Um,
2: but I will say this. It was balanced out last year by showing the basically G-rated Ninja Busters.
1: Right, which oh. everybody's oh, yeah, shitting yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. over, Busters. which I still haven't seen. Yeah, Ninja seen.
2: Busters is like,
1: have you still not seen it? I just haven't seen it, man.
2: man. I'm going to bring it down. We're going to watch,
1: Dude, well, watch. I'm just going to buy it from our friend Joseph Gervais That's because fun. he's the best human being on there. The
2: point is is that it's so mild. like <sighs> it, In fact, it's so clean that uh, our... Uh, I think all of our mutual friends, Jacob Knight, he mm. didn't like it at first because I think he just thought, oh, this played X-Fest, it's got ninjas, this is going to be like mm-hmm. grimy. And of course it's not. It's literally a kid's movie. It is. You know, I've actually never
3: really thought about that, but it is super clean. It's so I mean, clean. there's like a little like sexual, like the dudes are kind of lusting after women, but I mean... It's, it's literally like nothing dudes, compared to the rest of the. They literally are looking at dudes yeah, yeah. going,
2: yeah. They're looking at ladies going, yowza, woo, ah. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no, <laughs> like it's not like you know. Yeah, yeah. So I get for, but I think for me because it literally was like because uh, uh, it played didn't I don't play even remember what played it last played year. right after Assault on Precinct Thirteen. So it was Assault okay. on Precinct Thirteen, which is not, you know, it's it's dark, but it's not whatever. That That's so pretty that, dark actually. Yeah, it's dark. They and Then Ninja Busters girl. is like kind of upbeat, and then after that it was just heavy, it felt like, Mm. almost immediately after Ninja Busters. So, for Jacob, who watched it, the first time he watched it was by himself, at his house on Blu-ray. It's like not the same experience. For me, it was like a brief hopeful glimpse uh, in a day that was heavy the whole day. So I think it like balanced out for me where I was like, oh. And I think also it's a... It's like,
1: like the palate cleanser.
2: But it's also a movie you need to watch, I think, with an audience to some mm-hmm. extent because you get a little bit more of the excitement. Whereas right. by yourself, I could see being like, oh, that's funny, I guess. Yeah. But when everyone's <laughs> kind of like, what the fuck was that? Because that, that's really what Ninja Busters is, is a series of decisions that you're like, this is we're gonna do this in the movie now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Did you do you, you have the DVD? Or
3: yeah. The Blu-ray? Yeah. Um did you watch the special features? Yeah. Did you did you see the end of the Yeah. Yeah. What's
1: the end of it? what what? We'll watch it. Okay. Yeah, you'll just have to watch it. I'm not yeah. gonna ruin that surprise. Yeah. It's a terrible surprise.
2: Let's uh let's uh move on. Not yep. that I don't
1: love you, but No no. That's of, all I have. In the interest of I time. That's all I have.
2: Josh, whacking on track.
1: On track. I saw Deadpool today. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I liked it. Dude, I was, it was so, so I don't, for, for those of you guys who don't know, um, my grandma's been having like a couple health problems. So she's, uh, she had to go to the hospital and then she's at a rehab right now. Yeah. So uh, I've been spending a lot of time these past two weeks like helping with my family and taking care and all this other stuff. So I haven't really had a chance to do other like fun stuff, like movies and, and shows and stuff. But um, it took me a week. To see Deadpool after it came out, and that was like sure. that was gonna be a thing. Like me and Milani. it was Deadpool came out on our eighth anniversary of dating, which I don't know if once you're married, are you allowed to still celebrate your first date anniversary? Yeah, like, who cares?
2: Know. Just yes, you can.
1: So we we dubbed a Deadpool date night, and it was uh it was gonna be a nice time, you know, dinner and then watching Deadpool. But uh, you know, all the stuff happened, so we couldn't really do it. So all week, I didn't get a chance to see it, and everybody's like, "Oh man, it's the greatest shit ever!" So I finally saw it today, and I was hyped. I loved it. I thought it was really really fun. Um, it was a good time. I don't normally like Ryan Reynolds my first thought though was hey man, wonder what would happen if Van Wilder was a superhero <laughs> lo and behold that's what would happen Deadpool yeah, yeah the deadest of pools so
2: I, I, I yeah I don't, I don't know what you thought but I really thought that uh, not that Deadpool was like a great movie in and of itself yeah but that it was a really good representation of Deadpool like if you like Deadpool yeah the character. Then that you're gonna movie enjoy that version movie. was yeah. pretty accurate. I mean, that's how he is.
1: You know? It was a good time, man. It was a good time. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I liked uh, the tag-on scenes at the end I thought were funny. Like, yeah. All the stuff that you like about Marvel movies, I was into it for. You know what I mean? I, like,
2: And I think the, the, the other thing I would lift it up a little bit, I don't think it's necessarily better on some scale than other Marvel movies, but one aspect I thought that was done better was the fight between Colossus and, I guess that character's name is Angel Dust? Right, uh, Gina Huge Carano,
1: Faith No More fan. As, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the point is, is that that fight was actually, even though I get parts of it were digital, or whatever. But that's true of other Marvel movies too. Yeah. And I thought it was, it was more of a comic book style a lot of the fights yeah I've, in the marvel movies when you get to the bigger characters are so shaky cam and so yeah, big. so real like, so oh, like oh, you crazy. know what they remind me of is like transformers movies where yeah. it's like if we put all this movement no mm-hmm. one will notice what's actually happening which is, which is like much. not what i want to see i yeah. want to see a big guy punch another big guy through something yeah and that fight scene that's what it was was like yeah. literally and but it also had character details like when she gets up uh, you know spoilers or whatever you're, you're
0: a,
3: spoiling this for me right
0: now there's a part
2: oh all
3: right nice. i won't spoil it, Don't do it. Yeah. there's a there's a, actually there's I, a, I i probably won't see this movie for like another two years there's there's
2: a, there's a there's a there's a character moment during their fight where colossus is very colossus yeah and i thought oh that's cool and again it's not that it's the best portrayal of colossus per se but it works the best one you know? that we have
1: right now yeah, yeah. you know so. it was fun it was fun yeah it was a good time i yeah. enjoyed that um I saw the Loved Ones last night. They celebrated their 10th anniversary of Keep sure. Your Heart. Um, uh, loved Ones have been one of my favorite bands ever since the Step Ahead days. Like you Sure. Know, those guys are good dudes, and they've always been good friends to me and my wife. So uh, we saw them last night, and that was a really good time. Um, a couple weird things happened. There were a couple flips off of the stage. Like sure. one young lady did three full somersaults <laughs> in her stage dives. Yeah went up 3 separate times and did it did some sort not like one mighty triple oh, somersault like I was going to say a, I was really like, impressed yeah. I mean, did for someone a do like a triple lindy Yeah the Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> maneuver at the Loved One show so uh but uh yeah they were awesome just like it's funny when you uh when you see a band progress from being like a three piece to like a full on rock band you know what I mean yep. like not disavowing any connection to punk rock like what the Get Up Kids did. Like, you remember when they became like huge? They were like, oh no, we never played Weird Basements or anything. It's like, yeah, I saw you motherfuckers at the Stalag. Like, you yeah. see,
3: I, I'm like, I always like, I really wanted to go to that Love One show. Yeah. But a part of me, and this isn't what stopped me from going, but a part of me doesn't want to go to those shows because it's going to be so drastically different from what it was, from when, what it it was when I went. You know, like, the moshing won't be the same. Yeah, the crowd is so wildly different. Like it was the weird. Get Up Kids just played. Like they're Did like you go to something that? Did like you see no, them? I didn't. Um, and it was just again because I was just kind of being lazy and didn't get tickets and, yeah. and shit like that. But um, I can't imagine that show would have been anything like. Like, even like when like those albums came out and like they were past playing basement shows, like when I would see them at the truck when I was in high school, yeah you know kids would fucking mosh and you know it, you, it was kind of the same as going to a hardcore show. you like knew like half the people there. Mm-hmm. Now it's like if I went to that show, I don't know, maybe I would have known, like, two people there? No,
1: there were a lot of old heads there. there. It was definitely a good time for that in that regard. But the movie was... Or the show, sorry, was sponsored by WKDU. So you also had a yeah. bunch of, like, KDU dudes. Weird. Which is a strange thing to see when you're not used to that kind of thing. Yeah. Although, I will also admit that I saw Laura Jane Grace at the church this week. Hmm. Or last week. How was that? Um, I'm a Liam will tell you, I'm a huge Against Me fan. My yeah. wife loves them very much as well. And um, that was that was NPR in the house. Yeah. Man, that was yeah, really. powerful. Really? Ooh, it was really, I mean, so she's doing this thing called like, um, Laura Jane Grace and, uh, the something mothers, I forget what the, but it's basically her and the bass player from against me okay. and a drummer just playing all acoustic set. Yeah. And, uh, Im- of she's
3: acus- or, or of, uh, against me. Yeah. Of, okay.
1: Well, they did like a whole retrospective, like start, they opened with pints of Guinness, make you strong. And okay. then they went all the way through. And, um, yeah, she was, uh, she's putting out a book, her tour diary she's publishing. that's cool. And um, the funny thing is, like, she was reading passages from the diary in between songs. And the song sounded awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like, that shit was great. She was reading the passages from the book, though. And these were, like, these hurtful, like, sad Mm -hmm. entries from 2 in the morning of hating yourself and all this stuff. And there were definitely, like, drunk bros in the crowd. They were just, like, like, yelling and stuff. Just like dog, really is now the time to talk. Like, if you're here, you must at least know something about what's happening. So I don't. They understand. probably don't. I, that's the other probability that uh, sucks. I feel too, like huh? that.
3: Like, yeah, I feel like that sort of crowd probably doesn't know the history.
1: Yeah. I guess not. Me and Maylani were talking in the middle, like before they went on, we're like, man, last time we saw Against Me was when um, Eternal Cowboy came out. Last time we saw them in the church. Okay. And some kid was like, man, I was nine years old when that record came out. And I was like, <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> You're so old. We're so old. That's so, funny. So,
3: actually, I was just talking to um, Steak Mountain, the dude that does like most of their record stuff. I was sure. trying to get him mm-hmm. to come down and do a show at the Crime core. Right. Like a retrospectivist work, but um, I don't know if it's going to work out or not.
1: Hmm. But man, they were good. But the crowd was a bummer. Do you have an any other whack
2: end or on track?
1: Um, nope, nope. I think that's pretty much it. I saw Deadpool, saw those two shows, and uh, Grandma's sick. That's whack. Um, that's very whack. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, there was a book that came out called "To Me, You Are a Work of Art." Sure. Which is a book only. It's a photo book of all Morrissey tattoos. <laughs> that uh, someone Our friend Richie Was like Oh this dude's gonna be in Philly For like two hours If you wanna get your pictures taken With your Morsey tattoos so He's doing a book So me and Melani went And me and Melani and Richie Got our pictures taken And Melani made it into the book As did Richie But I did not oh, <laughs> so, Which I'm fine with I'm not mad at They didn't like your tattoo They must not have Or they must not Like uh, I, I think I might have Had to take off the shirt <laughs> For the mission <laughs> Just saying You know Not again But um, yeah Melani made it to page 40 <laughs> So if you get that book that That's pretty my, cool. That's, that's pretty my cool. beautiful wife in there With tattoos done by Troy Sounders
2: <laughs> So uh, Whack it on track Well I also saw Deadpool I actually On Valentine's Day Did you love it? Me and the wife Did a double feature Of Deadpool and Hail Caesar Oh. Um, oh, we didn't talk about Hail Caesar yet, did we? No, we did not. Oh. I I really liked Deadpool, but like in a oh it's fun way. And then I loved Hail Caesar. And Me a, lot too. Of, a lot a of lot of people, people were bummed on it. I just keep reading people who say, Oh, it's lesser Coen's, and uh, you know, that, comparing dude. it to like lady killers and I was oh. like, Yo,
1: get fucked. Like that movie was did awesome. You, are you a Coen Brothers dude? Oh yeah, I love the Coen Brothers. Did you see Hail Caesar? What did you, see it? Yet? you think?
3: No, I haven't. Uh, look, honestly, is this are you and gonna, this is something I make fun of? Or Liam, I guess Mm -hmm. maybe makes fun of me about. Uh I don't see too many new films, right? And it's not because I don't like new films. It's because it's because I don't like new films. (laughs) Um, But it's because I don't get a chance to go to the theaters too often. Is it
1: because like you got parent responsibilities? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like me and and my
3: wife, like nine times out of ten, if we get the chance to go out at night, we're probably gonna go to dinner.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. No, to the yeah.
3: city and go to like some some nice you know fancy restaurants.
2: Understandable.
3: Like I dig
1: yeah. it. Yeah, I can get that. But
3: um, I, I really want to see the new I like everything except for intoler. Uh, what is it? Intoler-
1: intolerable cruelty. cruelty. Intolerable you don't cruelty. like the lady killers <laughs> either, though, right? I don't
3: mind the lady killers, but like I haven't seen it for a really long time. Sorry, I'm like fucking
1: struggling to talk here. Do you want some? We'll get you some water at the. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll take point. a break
3: in like five. Minutes. Um, but. I don't remember thinking that was the worst thing ever.
2: I I mean, here's the thing, is that uh, if the Coen brothers had made no other movie but the Lady Killers, I wouldn't hold it against them. I'd be like, oh, that movie's fine, whatever. Right. But it's just, if we're putting the Coen brothers movies on any sort of scale, which I don't love to do anyway, but if we had to definitely the lower end for me is intolerable cruelty and lady killers. Both exactly. of those movies I don't love.
3: But compare lady killers to like some other fucking bullshit. Yeah, like you've got male. Yeah, I mean,
0: like, <laughs> exactly. You, you know, it's like still I love not that movie.
3: is it is it that bad? No, like no. I hate when someone <laughs> Liam likes to paint me as like the most negative person you ever. You are
2: literally the most negative person <laughs> I've ever met in my life.
3: But like if you poll like a lot of other people I know, like even my like wife, like when we go see something, yeah. Like, when even when it's something like new, like nine times out of ten, like I leave, them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that, that wasn't that bad. And she's like, Yeah, it could have been better. <laughs> so, Fair I mean, enough. like, I, you know, I kind of like, I'm really, like, I kind of gauge things like kind of fairly relative. Sure, sure. Like, is that the worst thing ever? Because I hate when people are just like, "That was a fucking piece of shit."
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and I'm like, we "Was def- it really
3: like,
4: that bad?" We definitely <laughs> like,
2: have mutual friends who, when they came out of Fury Road, declared it one of the worst movies of the decade. Which like, like that's
0: like, insane.
1: And I'm like, yeah, "You are literally
2: goddamn a fucking ass." Like, I I would have trouble not getting upset if someone was like, "I, I didn't really like it." I'd be like, "What?" But. The negative, at least then I'd have to, you know, my rational brain would kick in and say, come on, that's fine. They don't have to love it. it. It's okay. It's whatever. But when someone's like, that movie was pure shit, I'm like, you're pure shit. I think I've I've said that about like three movies. Yeah.
1: I I mean, this. if you had like one, what's the one movie that you saw? You're like, this is some fucking horse shit. I can't like, it sucks.
3: I think my biggest movie that I did that with was Juno. Oh, like not a Diablo I Cody fan. Could not fucking stand that movie when wow. it came out. Wow! Yeah. And um, be kind. Rewind. I like fucking walked out. You of that didn't. Like You're that a movie. monster. That You're wonderful. an inhuman monster. I thought it was terrible, dude. Wow. Fucking wow. Most deaf should not. fucking I can't
2: even believe we have you on this. show. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. I'm so fucking offended. That's right kind now. of amazing. You hated that movie. Oh,
3: uh, we yeah. Me and my wife went in. So, well, we got saved by um by the powers to be we were sitting there in the movie like fucking halfway through it just hating life really but we or I mean like I've never actually got up and left walked out of a movie right so I'm gonna I'll fucking I'll you'll knuckle through you're just that kind of yeah yeah. I'll I'll white knuckle that shit um the fucking power went out oh oh wow in Voorhees and we got up and we were like let's go get our money
1: back
2: Ah, done and
1: done. that is hilarious. Yep.
2: Um. So we're going a little long with this whacking on track. So let me wrap up really quick so we can move on to the meat. Right. Just awesome. Because I was critique episode. you on that. You do. You do. <laughs> uh. So like I said. So uh. I think both of those movies were on track. There's whacking on track there. Also, I went to the Judge show the other night.
1: Yes. You had a good time. I
2: think that was on track. Yeah. I. I think. It's hard because it was very tight and it was hard to mosh and all mm-hmm. the all the complaints that people my age have about a show like that. Right. But I got to see lots of awesome people. I thought Judge sounded good. I thought yeah. World Be Free sounded good. Um, uh, our, our, our man, Mad Joe, Joe, uh, from from, wisdom, uh, from, and from chains. wisdom and chains, wore a synth shirt on stage. Dude, the biggest explosion we've ever had. Literally, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, <laughs> I know so it's not a big awesome. deal. He, we sent him a shirt. You know, he bought a shirt. We can send him a shirt. Shirt. He's got a shirt. It's cool, but. Just the fact like wearing it at a show like that, I was like,
1: ha, Cinepunks, that's me. Yeah, dude. I got like ten thousand texts from like a bunch of people just be like, yo, dude's wearing a Cinepunks shirt." shirt. I was like sick. Eh. Sick the, the one designed by our friend Justin Gray. Yeah. Mr. Burn to build.
2: Um and I'm and I have a lot more that we could do, but I really want us to get into the meat of this episode. So we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and we're talking about a topic that Justin chose. So mean. Right. The Czech New Wave. The Czech specifically, new wave we're uh talking about it through three films the cremator daisies daisies and uh valerie, valerie and in her week of wonders her week of wonders yeah but by the way the cremator i, I every time i read it i'm going to say the cremator <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um yeah we're going to talk a little bit more about that so stick with us we'll be back in a minute References to the most obscure. Oh, shut up. You're welcome. Uh, hey, so uh, <laughs> we're gonna get started with our discussion here. And Justin, when we actually be on the show, you had a few options for us, and we ended up going with this particular thing: Czech New Wave. Now, let's say you're talking to someone who is, and I don't know that everyone who listens to the show is that ignorant of this, but just assuming there might be people listening who don't know anything about the Czech New Wave before we talk about these specific movies. What's sort of your elevator speech or what's your quick summation of like what the Czech New Wave is and why it mattered enough to you to to suggest that as as something we should talk about?
3: Um, Yeah, yeah. So we're not going to get super like uh, fucking like, you know, a a college fucking, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like level class here. Yeah. Um, It's funny because, you know, in in the span of like cinematic history, the Czech New Wave is, is actually a fairly short time span i mean it's like i don't know like maybe like five years or something like that yeah yeah um so it's kind of a fairly you know small little blip but it it was such a creative and um interesting time period for films in in a you know a country that probably you know a lot of people don't think
2: too much about um, Except for the movies that we are actually discussing, I don't think about film and like literally the three movies you wanted us to talk about are the three Czech movies I'm familiar with.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, and the, and there are a ton of sure. Czech films, Czech new wave films that came out of there. I know Josh is a big fan of Czech stuff, um, but it doesn't Word. fall into the the Czech new wave, and right. that's the, and that's the thing. It's like you know. There, there are things that came out of there but the Czech new wave was the specific time period of um, of I guess it was you know the communist regime that was in there
2: and wasn't it right when the,
1: when there was turnover politically right? it
2: was so. it was so basically right after the invasion it was pre the pre. invasion okay
3: Um, Because basically what happened is, um, in a lot of these countries, um, and this is, I feel like this is something that happens in a lot of countries except for America. Mm -hmm. Um, The government funds arts um, heavily in a lot of countries. And unlike, say, the the French New Wave, the Czech New Wave actually had a lot of access to equipment and studios.
1: They were connected to a university, though, right? It was Uh, like... Cause there's, I, I was reading up on it. There was one yes. movie that was like a hub of uh-huh. all these directors, like Jerry Barta, like all those guys went to this one place and sure. they made that one movie that was. Uh, it's like a vignette movie about all You're the talking about pearls of pearls of the sea or something pearls like that? pearls of the sea. Yeah, I believe that's what it was.
2: Yeah, I don't know anything about this. That's so, also
1: yeah. on Hulu Plus. If you want to see it's, it's, it, so. yeah. it's basically yeah. like a. Um, it's know, all a, of those directors like, making a bunch of different short stories. That it sounds really cool. It's awesome.
3: Did yeah. you watch it? Did you see that one? I have seen that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I own that one. Um, so keep going. But so, yeah. So they, they all had this, um, you know, this freedom and this ability to um, use all of this equipment and make these like really fantastic films. And even though they had the, the ability to make these fantastic films, they were still living in an oppressed yeah. um, society. And the kind of the general mission of their filmmaking and the like underlying narrative of a lot of the films were, you people, you know, the, the Czechoslovakian people are living in an oppressed society, and you know we're here to try and tell you about that or trying educate to break you about those that. Norms, yeah. yeah, break that stuff. And um, eventually, uh, so what was going to happen was there was going to be some government reform, and. Um, when that was about to happen, that's when shit came in, sure, and it gets squashed. Yeah. And a, many of the f- many of the people from the Czech film or the Czech New Wave actually fled at that time period and left. Some stayed back to try and continue to make films, but probably were like super heavily censored at that yeah. point. And a lot of the stuff that they did even prior to that, like they were censored in a way, but they tried to make films in a way that like it wasn't so overt. And sure. they kind of got that stuff out to the public. I mean, even like, um, you know, as a poster maker, a lot of my, or even as a, just the designer, in a whole a lot of my influences come from the Czech film posters yeah. as well as the Polish film posters, yeah. the Polish film school. Yeah, um,
1: that's interesting man, but-
3: because they both they both have similar similarities. You know, they look at they looked at um, commercial art as an art form, right? Not as Yo, let's put fucking, um, I don't know, fucking whoever, Chad and Tain's face giant on a poster because everyone right. knows him and they want to sell the poster. You know, it was about
1: the this film the is poster. an
3: art. The poster needs to be a work of art as well. Right. Um, and a lot of the really great artists would do this stuff because it was also a way for them to work and get their art out and not be censored because it was sure, commercial right. art. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, the time period got squashed, but, um, for me, I kind of fell into it, you know, I kind of got into art house stuff and then eventually, um, my buddy Joseph, uh, Joseph Gervaisi kind of introduced Our buddy. Me. Never,
2: Our, never heard of him. Every,
3: <laughs> everyone here is buddy, Joseph Gervaisi. Um, he, I think he, I think he introduced me to Valerie in a week of wonders, um, which was the first Czech film. I think I actually had ever had ever watched um and it's funny because i had always seen it on the diabolic site it would always be on like the recommended section right? but it had this really weird kind of like japanese-esque cover Cover, art yeah Um, Yeah. that's with With the figure behind the girl it was like no not that one actually it was like it was it's valerie like sitting on a rock and there's this kind of like there's this like rising sun-esque Title oh, treatment right, to right, it, right, right, mm-hmm. and I was always curious about it, but I never, I just never bought it because right. I didn't know what it was. And eventually, um, I did, I did pick it up from him, and then that's when I kind of, um, you know, started looking into the whole Czech New Wave thing because it was it's it's not really as prominent as say like the French New Wave.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and Valerie comes out uh, relatively late, like it's sort of the end of that sort of movement. It and, is, in yeah. fact, I think it even comes out.
1: It's like the post book end of invasion, that yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, I think uh, it was
3: like seventy one.
2: Yeah, so it's interesting because on one hand, it's <coughs> when I was sort of doing, I did a little bit of research around, you know, what is the Czech <laughs> New Wave? Uh, <laughs> Valerie comes up a lot, but everyone always mentions it as, well, it's towards the end. I, I don't even know if it fits. Like yeah, that's yeah. sort of the comment everyone wants to make yeah, is mm-hmm. like part of the Czech New Wave, though it doesn't quite fit. So it's interesting that that was still the one we went to, and it was even your introduction to that. As a phenomena. I yeah. I if you had asked me, I n- didn't know anything about even though I had seen all three of the movies before, mm-hmm. I never had put them together. And right.
1: all three are so different. They are, they're so disparate. The it's funny too, also, that Joseph is the one that introduced you to Valerie because Joseph has introduced all of us to a lot of cool shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why we always say how much we uh And we, specifically Valerie as well. I yeah, know, which, he was I mean. the one that put together the Valerie project. Yeah, and I, you
3: know, I kind of um, you know, I saw that three times.
4: Mm-hmm. Was um, it
3: awesome? It, it was amazing. Yeah. And, you know, at that point I had kind of, um, Joseph used to have um, movie nights at his house where he would invite some friends over. So I went mm-hmm. over and I saw um, uh, closely watched trains there. Right. And I want to say I saw like one or two other Czech films at his house as well. Um, and then I would just go to his house and I would grab some, some discs from him. Um, but when the Valerie project, was being put together, it was such a big thing with him. And, you know, I was kind of, you know, I, I didn't have any part of it, but you know, I was kind of there, you know, when it was happening. Mm -hmm. I think I like worked the door at like the first one. Um, but watching the Valerie project grow and, um, like really flourish. I mean, it's a, it's a shame. It was such a, it was such a large project and it couldn't really tour. The way, like, sure, right? Yeah. Did, you did you see want it, it
1: Have you seen the value? No, no,
2: I've, I've, I've seen the film, but I'd never saw the. the so,
1: just there. for people who don't know, what's the Valerie?
3: Project? Um, so, the Valerie Project um, is a is a is a thing that. So, Greg Weeks of Esper's. Um, do you guys know Esper's Philadelphia Greg,
1: band? They're like a folk band, right? He's
3: yeah, it's a, like a Philadelphia freak folk band, right? Um, And Greg Weeks was was, kind of like, I guess, the mastermind behind Espers um, in a way that was was many other members. Um, And Greg and Joseph were trying to figure out something to collaborate on because they were, you know, they were friends and they wanted to kind of work together. And Joseph did Mm -hmm. film screenings. And he had just done this thing with, um, I think it was Head Trauma. I want to say it was. It was this film called Head Trauma. Sure. Do you remember that? Yeah. Where like um, Bardo Pond and I think like oh, some other yeah, people right, did right, like yeah. some stuff. So like, I think he was trying to like he was he was doing some more stuff where he wanted to incorporate live film music, and really. live music together. And I guess they were trying to figure out. I'm I'm pretty sure this. The, the head trauma thing happened first. I might be wrong about that. I'm uh, the Valerie thing might've came first, but I know they were trying to figure out a thing to work on. And they were talking about a bunch of different things. I think like blood on Satan's claws might've been another one that they were trying to think. They were, they were talking Love about as What's up, Sam Dane. Um, and eventually I think they came to the consensus that they both fucking loved Valerie and her week of wonders. Right. And so they decided to do this thing. And the, the very first screening, Joseph was able to get a print of it, um, and it was shown at the Eye House, and it was Greg Weeks and like I forget how many people. I think it was maybe like 11, 11 people wow. did it. Wow! Um, and it was a you know there was uh, it was members of Fern Knight as well as Esper's and some other Philadelphia um, kind of folk uh, characters. I'll call them characters. Um, <laughs> Can we call them folks?
1: <laughs> I, I believe the term is folkies. Folkies. Um, folks is way funnier. <laughs> and, but
3: so the original performance was um, completely ad-libbed. It was, sure. it was all free formed. Um, right. Like I think they kind of had rehearsed together and had some cues that they wanted to hit. But um, is there a recording of this? Yeah. So what happened was it, you know, it happened. It, it was sold out show and, and I house holds like 360 yeah, people. It does So it's a pretty decent crowd. It got like a, a huge reception. I mean, people were super fucking into it. That's awesome. Um, and it was, it was beautiful because the thing about Valerie is um, the film is fucking fantastic. It's a beautiful film. Yeah. Um, the story is great, but the visuals are so fucking compelling in it that you really don't need
1: a soundtrack to be audio,
3: yeah. To it, you can enjoy it with just a beautiful soundtrack, and just watch it without the audio. Yeah,
2: yeah. If you if you have the uh, Valerie Criterion, yeah, here's an option to watch the film with the Valerie Project, oh. yes, on the Blu-ray. And interestingly, watching the special features on there, um, they sort of said that I, I didn't realize this that it's based on a book. Yes, uh. and that uh, what oddly the dialogue in the movie is still from the book, but a lot of the visuals in the movie are not from the book, that the, that almost what you're seeing is sometimes completely detached from what would be happening in the book when that dialogue is spoken. Right. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they were like, well, we kept the same words, but what you're seeing is what we just felt like showing <laughs> totally you. totally wild. And it's yeah. kind of cool, you know? And it, it, when you watch that movie, not that it's a total detachment, but there are moments where you're kind of like, what am I even looking at right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd like to say across all three of those movies, there are points where I was like, "What the fuck am I even looking at right now?" Oh, definitely. There's well, like a there's a there's well, actually, some... not so much the cremator. I'd say the cremator is the, the cremator least... is pretty
3: straight as far as I mean, it it has some some really cool visuals to it, sure. but I mean, it it's fairly grounded. Well, yeah.
2: and my inclination was to start our discussion with the cremator because I assumed it was chronologically first, but actually, Daisy's uh, came out that's, that's two years I before. Remember. Cremator is 69 and Daisies is 67. Okay. Right? Yeah, okay. Uh, which I, I say that like I'm so smart. I literally looked that up <laughs> almost like just now. So, uh, but I, each of the movies, you know, the Cremator, on one hand, I am inclined to put Daisies
1: and Valerie. Above the Cremator.
2: Not above. Put them together and then yeah. hold the Cremator separate because it's a straightforward narrative. But in a sense... Uh, Valerie and the cremator relate a little bit more together because though Valerie is surreal, it's still more narrative than Daisy's. Daisy's, yeah, Daisy's is, is not really there's not it's not really about a progression of characters at all no, or, no. in any real way. Whereas though Valerie is fucking insane, yeah. it's still a story. There's still like some there's a there's a beginning and a middle and an end and something sort of happens. Yep. Daisy's even if none a- of it makes Total sense.
1: <laughs> I think it's funny that Daisies is the one that was the the most like castigated by the Czech government at the time.
2: Well,
3: because it was all about like anarchy. I mean it's like the whole the whole point of that film is, you know, like let's really fuck up society. <laughs> like let's shake these people up.
2: Do you yeah. want to describe it for the for anyone listening who hasn't watched it yet, how would you describe like very quickly Daisies to them? Like
3: oh man. The best way to describe Daisies is two bratty young girls yeah. cause mischief.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean like that's like, I for, mean like, for older men who want to have sex with them. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes. For older wow. men, older wealthy men. Yeah. They basically kind of fuck with these older, like high society people. Um, I mean, not even just specifically these older men that want to f- sleep with them because You know there are there's a bunch of scenes where they kind of keep tricking these guys into like buying things and going on quote unquote dates, and then the other sister will show up. Yeah. Um, But you know when they're at the clubs and you know when they go to the parties and like they're just being total dicks. (laughs) Um, So good though. But it's in a way you know I mean it's not in a way like when I say like these two younger bratty girls, I mean it's it's in like a feminist way like they are super. I mean, like beginning is like what, what, I forget what. <clears throat> I actually haven't seen it for for a little bit. I forget what they say, but they say something to the effect of like society is society is rotten, so we'll be spoiled rotten too. Yeah,
2: there's and, and there's no everything is bad. Yeah, so we'll be bad, and mm-hmm. and something about that. There's this feeling of I mean, a watching the film, it felt as if they these are two characters who on one hand confirm. Uh, almost every, at that time, negative Fear. stereotype yeah. about women. Like, yep. they're going to be brats. They're going to be uh, insensitive to these male feelings. Mm-hmm. They want stuff. They eat. And, and they also do the things that they're not supposed to do. They're, they're uh, eating. They're eating constantly. That was one of the... Yeah, one assuming, of the um... But there's no... judge Like, the film, even though... So, at the time, the filmmaker claimed, like, oh, I'm just showing these bad girls and you're supposed to judge them. But when you're watching the movie, there's no... I I at no point feel like the movie's like, can you believe these women? Oh, they're so bad. The movie's actually like this is great like it's it, you, you like identify with them even when they're at their worst for me at least watching <laughs> it I was like yeah you know <laughs> and even the uncomfortable there's a, there's definitely a sequence that feels like the castration sequence in a mm-hmm. sense that they're they cutting each other with the, the scissors uh, well sure but just before that they're chopping up various sausages oh yeah, yeah. yeah and the banana uh, and all that while, did not, while some guy is like begging for them to pay attention to on the, the
3: phone yes yeah. yeah, she's on the phone fo- the dude's on the phone just like
1: I love you please <laughs> I love <laughs> you please
4: and she's and they
1: eating sausages. <laughs> cutting yeah. bananas and scissors. <laughs> yeah. So good. It's so good. So awesome. But
2: in that sense, I, I mean, I think that's part of why it was so attacked too is that, I mean, the claims are uh, were, at the time, related specifically to anarchy and I think that makes sense. We're in a society that's about order. Yeah. The society only works if everyone chips in. Sure, sure, sure. But also, there was not at that time in that political atmosphere the engagement with gender. Gender was not Addressed. on the, yeah. you know, at least you could you could definitely make the argument that the communist society that they're in is not actually helping the poor. But at least the rhetoric was that. This yeah. is what it's about. We're making yeah, yeah. everything equal. But it wasn't about gender. They were not engaged. We assume now, like, oh, the left. On the left, you engage uh, economics, race. gender, and race. Yeah. Well, actually, for large parts of the left history, only economics mattered. Economics, and race yeah. and gender were like, nah, fuck that. You yeah, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. it's just as bad. just as bad. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, one of the reasons that that movie was censored by the government at the time, so I've read, is because sure. the girls are eating so much. And that was uh, considered unladylike behavior.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's moments where they're, you know, uh, the one sister's on the date and the other sister shows up and just orders a ton of food yeah. and just continues eating. And, like, every time they cut to the dude, he's just. Pure disgust on his face, yeah. watching her, you know, eat some kind of like eclair or something like that. <laughs> All, you know, I'm thinking, fuck, I want
2: some of that eclair. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. well, and 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 to realize it's doing two things. It's not just uh, addressing the gender stereotype. You know, women don't eat like that. That's not what you're, especially like. Uh, very attractive young women who are, you know, whatever. Proper They're not supposed to eat that way. But there's also that feeling of... Yeah, the Czech women are beautiful, by the way. Oh, God. But it's also wasteful, right? Like, it's a society that is enacting very strict social controls around mm-hmm. not wasting and they don't just eat they eat for no reason they, like, they just it's just like yeah. you know like oh, yeah yeah and it's fun like you <laughs> it, again it, I, at no level do i believe we're supposed to be watching this movie going With, like, these ew. girls are terrible
1: i will you also know? say of the three movies that is the most fun That is the most... like Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's the most... uh, I won't call it enjoyable, because typically I dislike things that cause people fun. But uh, I will (laughs) say, out of the three of them, it's the only one I didn't get a pervasive sense of dread. It's definitely
3: Light. more lighthearted. I yeah. mean, and I think that's through so much of the film. It's, it's yeah. through the photography of the film. Yeah. You know, kind of jumps back and forth between these like different colored filters on the film. Yeah. And, you know, these kind of like joyous little moments where they're in the field and like pull the apple from the, you know, the Jesus tree. What's
2: that tree called? What's that tree called? The tree of life? Tree of knowledge. Yeah, it's tree of like, knowledge. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the knowledge of good and evil. is that what it
3: is i mean that's like i don't think it was ever expressed specifically but you get that 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 was supposed to represent that but i mean it's at the beginning of the film they pull the apple they eat it that's when all the craziness happens So good after that
2: and it's very the it's a it's a film that's dealing in very visceral imagery which again is similar to valerie but it seems like that imagery is less obscure like valerie it valerie's dark
3: yeah, yeah, there's a. Dark and the movie. cremator a dark is dark because the yeah. cremator is essentially about Nazis. Well, and, so.
2: and in a real way, those two movies are both very. <laughs> uh, they feel very Freudian to me, and Daisy's is not for me. That like Daisy's is is playful, but that it's not. I, as we're describing it, it's sounding like just like it's fun. You know, it's just two girls having a crazy time. But I do think there's an underlying politicalness to it, which maybe may I, I you know the filmmaker has not said that much about it she yeah. at the time I mean granted why would she at the time she's not trying to die but yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> what I read there wasn't a lot of things of her going guess what everybody I had these crazy political ideas that were motivating the movie yeah. but that being said watching it it felt very subversive to me now it, it it draws something out of you even though now I assume like we're in a totally different time I'm okay with this whatever It it you viscerally at least for me I viscerally responded to it yeah. It, it drew something out of me, even if it wasn't. I mean, I think the Cremator is very obviously political. It's it's the most blatantly political. It's the most of overt the of the three. Yeah, yeah. It's
3: definitely the most surfacey. Yeah. I yeah. think. Although I think daisies can still be. You know. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to have some kind of you know super like, degree in
1: film criti- criticism yeah, to, to, be to like, get what no. the point is. Um,
2: well, you, and I don't. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, you don't also have to wave a banner for something to have a. Uh, politics. Like when we say yeah, yeah. political, we usually mean to some extent ideological. <coughs> you have one thing you're about. And Daisy's, yeah. it addresses things that matter to the political without being like, this is the agenda. You yeah. know? And then, again, not, I'm not saying there's an agenda to Valerie or if there is an agenda to Valerie, that it comes across very. As you, like there is an agenda. Table thumping. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, Valerie's a little
3: harder to. Because um, I think the the, the political. Um, subtext to that film is, is much more, um, specific. Yeah. yeah to like whatever, yeah. you, exactly what was going on <coughs> at that time period and that time yeah. specific events, it's not so broad.
2: Now, do you, would you describe Daisy's as, as particularly emblematic of certain things in, uh, the Czech new wave or is it, it like Valerie, a little bit of an outlier of that? Um, In what way? I don't know what you mean. Well, in the sense of like, um, if you were trying to, because I guess what I'm trying to say is, it seems as if the Czech New Wave, and I think you were saying this the other day, but I want to get it on the show. The Czech New Wave is almost defined more by time period and response to it than it is by stylistic normativity. Yeah, yeah. So I think, think, yeah, the Czech New
3: Wave is, is a lot different than, say, the French New Wave. Sure. The French New Wave, I feel like, for the most part, if you're unaware of it, or even if you kind of have a common knowledge of it and you, you know, you sit down and you watch a guitar film or you watch like, you know, whatever, like a Varda film or something sure. like that. Mm-hmm. Not that they're all the same.
2: No, but that there's but like,
3: there's a stylistic kind of, um, there's a, there's a stylistic thread through all those films. They're almost kind of like, Dogma ask where like um, I'm talking about the dogma. Uh,
2: what is it? Yeah, Dogma '95.
3: Yeah, Dogma '95. Yeah. Where they kind of sh- and and I think that's partially because of unlike the Czech New Wave, they didn't have access to higher end equipment and studios and stuff like that. So a lot of it was shot on the streets and yeah. it was very a lot limited of it was, to their. Yeah, a lot of it was. Um, it wasn't amateur. Um, in its filmmaking and, but it was amateur in like, you know, the way that it was shot, um, kind of just on the streets and with a lot of, um, unprofessional or non-professional actors. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of all, uh, it was a little more spontaneous. Um, the Czech new wave has elements of that mm-hmm. where, um, a lot of the actors were untrained. Actors. Yeah.
1: Like the first, the two girls and daisies were untrained yeah, actors. A lot they were of the actors are there.
3: untrained. Um, However, they had the ability to kind of stretch the filmmaking portion of right. it. Right, so it
1: looked different. It looked yeah,
3: so, <laughs> excuse me, so many of the Czech New Wave films don't look exactly alike. You know, yeah. like the Valerie and even Daisies, I feel like you can kind of maybe put a little bit together because visually sure. they're kind of psychedelic. Yeah. Um But then like... The Cremator's shot in black and white, unlike yeah. Valerie and Daisies are both in color. For the most part, Daisy's mm. kind of switches back and forth a little bit. Um, but The Cremator's super stylistic. Yeah, it is, um, yeah. And it's like close-ups, and, and it's it's photography in general. But then you can kind of go to something like like Closely Watched Trains or Fireman's Ball, which is mm. um, they're black and white, and they're a little more... Um, they kind of look a little more like the French New Wave.
2: Right. Um, well, and with daisies, there's, I mean, because part of the way you would, I think, would understand a lot of film <laughs> movements would also be <laughs> techniques and like what sort of and the thing about daisies, like it's very easy to compare daisies and Valerie because they're they are both psychedelic, but daisies is so much technique and film tricks and things mm-hmm. like, whereas Valerie, it's it's much a lot of it felt to me as if using. Costumes and setting mm-hmm. and strange atmosphere, but there was not the same kind of in-camera tricks, color things, yeah. whatever. Um, in that way, the not that the cremator is anything like daisies, but some of the technique similarities were there, and that mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna create that. Whereas uh, for Valerie, a lot of the shots, not that they're static, they're, there's definitely like things going on there, but there's less of the we're gonna pull off this crazy mm-hmm. thing. You know, yeah. it's a little a more surprise. dream-like than like that. Yeah.
3: Um, I think one of the things that, so like with art movements, art movements are usually derived from another movement. Sure. So you kind of go from one movement to another movement and there's bleed over or it's like a total counter of the other movement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, The Czech New Wave was a movement that was pulled from, um, I don't remember exactly what it was called. Uh, but it was a ex- very experimental filmmaking movement that happened in like the 30s up to like that point. I think it believe it was the 30s. It might have been like the 40s. Um, so, kind of like what you're saying, the Czech New Wave is is more about experimental filmmaking, sure, right, than just straight up narrative storytelling, narrative filmmaking. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why you have that diversity of of style and look and all of that because they weren't exactly trying to just like, let's just make some films. They weren't like, I want to make a film. They were like, I want to make this piece of art. I want to make this, I want to make this thing that I want to make. This is my art. Mm. Um, Versus, you know, it's all about storytelling. This is about making a a film under like, you know, the kind of the guise of, or the idea of what a film is in general consensus.
2: That's interesting because you definitely see that more, for me at least, I feel that a lot more with Daisies, that Daisies is a piece of art that isn't trying because sometimes when you talk to people about film, all they talk about is storytelling, which I get that idea, but I don't know that filmmaking is automatically only storytelling. storytelling, See, but
1: that's the beauty of filmmaking, that it's not just storytelling, that there is like, you know, some say that, you know, Storytelling is the ultimate master that we all serve, wherein in film it's the only it's the only thing where it's not. You know what I mean? Like sure. that the language that you use to tell that story is just as important as the story, hmm. and it's very apparent in the Czech New Wave. I think that's the thing hmm. that attracts me to it. Hmm. Would, would would you agree with that? Or? It is. It is
3: because I'm I'm really interested in experimental things, um, whether it be music or you know fine art or filmmaking or whatever. Staying within that kind of preconceived notion of what something is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it to me, it it kind of uh, I'm there for a little while, and then I need to move on to something else or discover something deeper within this um, this realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like you kind of, I know you guys got critique. Was it
2: what was the what was the opposite side of my? um my uh, Our boy Justin Harlan was like, "You guys are just elitists or whatever." <laughs> yeah, or, so I mean, we're, yeah, whatever, we're gonna fuck. get super
3: elitist here, but like <laughs> that's fine. I don't you, care. Know, for, <laughs> you look at a lot of the like the the um, the places that exhibit this sort of thing. Um, like iHouse or some of the places at New York and they're not like you know if you talk to Jesse Perez for example um, who's one of the curators at iHouse he's not talking about like film he's talking about like moving image culture right so it's not just about like someone pointing a camera at someone and they say their lines and then you cut it together and then you have you know you have a beginning and you have an end and then you have your middle and and that's a film Mm. you know it's about the art of the moving image. Right. And that's not just whatever, you know, it's not goosebumps. <laughs> you know, it's, it's beyond goosebumps. It's, it's, it's a larger thing.
2: I think my frustration is that uh, because of the way, I mean, because we're talking about the Czech Republic and communism, like, let me just put it out there. I think part of the problem here is, the economic system which isn't to say like i'm part of the red army or something but mm. um within capitalism you know you there it's difficult to allocate resources in a way that says hey i want daisies and goosebumps but like for me as a consumer of art you i'm want- like yeah i mean again it's <laughs> i
1: want to take it all in
2: or to put it within the realm that we all play in yeah. I don't want to have to choose between Turning Point and Godspeed You Black Emperor. Right, I want both. Like yeah. that's what yeah. I want
1: in my life. The band you want is called The Fall of Ephra. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but do you, you like you, that band? By the way, who is it? The Fall of Ephra. I don't know if I, I know them, actually. No, I don't oh, know it's like, it's like if His Hero Is Gone and Godspeed You, Black Emperor, made one band. and it's have to look that up. Awesome. And it's all songs about Watership Down. Not important to our conversation. Sorry. Wow. Watership Come Down, really? Shit. <laughs> that dude, he did another project. The guy from that band did another project called Light Bearer. And it's, all, it's the same thing, mm-hmm. orchestra, with fucking pummeling hardcore in there. Huh. But it's all about his dark materials. The is Phil it like Pullman. Envy at all? It's a little bit like Envy in the execution is very long form. Okay. But it's a lot more uh, orchestrated. Okay. And um, they sample the movies at the Well, they, they sample Watership Down for the three records that fall of effort did. It's wonderful. I'll have to check that out. So
2: sounds like something I, I would like. I think with daisies, uh, I want to spend some time uh, uh, focusing on each movie. So with daisies, I think uh, there's uh, it's a little bit more experimental. If you are someone who prefers narrative filmmaking, I don't know that you will be satisfied. It feels like a shorter film. And and what's funny it is, is short. Yeah, it's only, it's only like about 74
1: like 4 minutes long. Yeah, it's only
2: about
3: 74 maybe 80 minutes tops. It's yeah. true,
2: but it's not like a short. It's not like a short. It's it doesn't like a feel a short film. when you watch well, it. Well, there's
3: a there's a time length that I don't remember that qualifies for something yeah, to be I don't feature know. feature length and short.
2: But I do but so I think it's worth watching especially for people for whom the visual is sufficient. It's a very visual film. It's yeah, a it is. film that even now, even a with a feast for your eyes, <laughs> even, even with our supposedly advanced,
1: that's how I somewhat, describe Liam to people. He's a feast for your yeah, eyes. That's fair.
2: Even with our somewhat advanced gender politics, it's still a film. I think that draws out response from people. Yeah. Oh, Josh, definitely. can you describe a little bit the cremator, uh, cremator, which is a film I, so just so you guys know, uh, this is not when I say like, Oh, I've seen these before. One of these films I only saw because Josh was like, Hey, have you ever seen this? It's on Hulu. Let's watch it. Yeah, and just in a summer afternoon for no, we I don't even know it why it we no watched reason. it. We just and watched it, and you you were very familiar with it. I yeah. had never even heard of it before, and that was the Cremator, so. and I fucking loved it. And I yeah. rewatched it for this show and loved it again just as much. It's so Josh, good. give us a little breakdown plot wise for those who haven't seen it.
1: It's kind of hard to describe. In I a sense mean, it is, like, but just a see, short thing. short version. When you say that Daisies is the one that you'd watch if you don't really care so much about the linear storytelling, sure. I'd say I would offer that all three of these are really difficult to no, watch. No, that's
2: very true. If, if uh, I'm not... Rec- if you're someone for whom Hollywood is the only movie... If you loved which- Goosebumps
3: <laughs> and that's all you want to watch, don't watch any
1: of these yeah, films. Please yeah, don't, please the don't. The Cremator is about a guy who is obsessed with death. Yes, Is that's that fair, fair to say? I it's, think that's fair. He's obsessed with death. He works as a cremator in a, mm-hmm. in a morgue, and then he just keeps on falling further and further into this weird megalomania yeah. that like, then yes. dictates his policies about dealing with people and his family and death in general. And uh, I kind of think, for me, that is my favorite of the three. Of the trio... This is the most like a horror movie to me. It is. Yes, it's basically so. like a black comedy. Yeah. It's in very dark comedy. And the main actor who plays the main dude in there is so off-putting. So fucked up. There is <laughs> no... There's, dude, him combing his hair all the time. Mm-hmm. There's like no scene in there where he doesn't do something that makes me be like, Sure. Ugh, sure. Ugh, really sure. bad? Really?
2: Ooh. And Justin, you made a comment earlier relating uh, the cremator to the Nazis very specifically.
1: Well... That was supposedly the the pretense under which sure. it was made, right yes, sure. yeah. yeah, so
3: yeah, um yeah, <laughs> I mean uh, assume I mean, some we,
2: assume someone's listening who for whom they're having they don't know what
3: Nazis are,
2: well, they' are having difficulty making that connection. how would you well, <laughs> <laughs> he fucking cremates people, I mean
1: but <laughs> <laughs> it's called the cremator,
2: that's fair, that's fair, um well, I mean it it it's.
3: You know, under um, fuck, I don't. I. You know what? Do you want to talk about this a little more? Because I, I actually haven't seen the film for a while. Really, I'm a uh-huh. little. I'm a little more unprepared. This is how he does. Um, he picks the from, movies, so he doesn't so, watch them. So from what I and recall, then we're left
2: hanging out in the wind, trying dude, to describe. Fuck, these
3: I mean, we know why we like them. From what I sure. recall, he becomes obsessed with kind of this like notion of superiority, yeah. and yeah. he's. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically him acting out, you know, Nazi Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it just happens to fall through his loved ones and the people he's, you know, meets and clients and stuff like that. Um,
1: of the three, where does this sit for you? Is this like one of your favorite ones or of the whole, uh, Czech new wave where does the cremator fall for you? Because for me, it's my favorite one. It's the one that I can watch over it's and over. It's not my again. favorite
3: one. Valerie is definitely my one of my is my favorite one. Because sure. Valerie is probably one of my favorite films altogether. Altogether. In general. Wow. If I was like yeah. to put together a top five, Valerie's probably like number two. Whoa. What would number um, one be? Just out of curiosity.
1: You know what? I, I feel like it's the hardest question to answer. So you is. don't have
3: to. And over um, over the years, I've always said Videodrome. Whoa. And I think I think I I think I'll still say Videodrome. And I, I think that question is so hard because it's like, in what, and how do you gauge what your favorite film is? No,
2: exactly. Like when it some there are definitely in movies. what way?
3: Yeah, I mean, I can say like, if you were like, what's your favorite? Fun time, lay around, watch a movie. Yeah,
2: not video drum.
3: <laughs>
0: not it's it's it, it's
3: probably it not video, video drum. drum. It's probably Valerie Girls <laughs> or Valerie <laughs> Valley Girls. Fuck Valley, Valley,
2: Girl. Valerie Girl. <laughs> what Valley you, Girls. What if you did a bat? Ma- what if we left here and did a mashup of Valley Girls and Valerie and her week of oh, wonders? Oh yes, my word! That would be so good.
3: It'd be yeah. so awesome. So fun time, fun time. movies. Yeah, I love Valley Girl. It's no. fucking amazing. No Valley Girls is a great movie. I'm Yo, not
1: putting, but I'm not. Putting... I saw Valley Girl
3: and one quarter of Asia <laughs> as a double feature Fuck. at Exum Films <laughs> with like four other people.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, my yeah. this is, this is the Dan Fraga. I will never live this down wow. moment. He, he's obsessed with Asia as is most no, of the other that. members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he booked Asia to, to do an Exum show. And they were basically it was like two dudes from
1: Asia. We're talking about the band Asia. The band Asia. Fuck. And they really? were basically like You don't remember this? No, I wasn't there for this. Oh man. They were basically
3: like we will play your fucking backyard if you pay us to. These two dudes, wow. right? Dan got stoked and was like we're booking them. They booked them for the um the Broadway theater. Right. He hyped the fucking shit out of this. Nobody, Every nobody show, went. Every show. Nobody came. Literally, me, the my buddy that I went <laughs> with, two fucking super drunk dudes <laughs> that just yelled Asia through all of Valley Girl.
0: <laughs> Asia. <laughs> oh, man.
3: Because like, they played Valley Girl first, and then Asia was going to play after them. Wow. And again, this wasn't really Asia. It was... Two dudes from Asia. Two dudes from Asia. (laughs) So there was no vocals. There was no drums. It was
2: a guitar player and the
3: keyboardist.
2: And can I be be clear? Asia doesn't seem like the kind of music that you can really pull off that well with only like a couple of guys.
1: A stripped down version of
3: Asia. I'm not going to front. It was fucking dope. (laughs) (laughs) This night, this night was the best night that no one else enjoyed. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, and I know if you talk to Dan, he gets a lot of fucking flack for it, but he fucking loved that it happened.
2: I bet. I bet. I bet. <laughs> I could see that. I love that we got from the cremator to Asia.
1: That's so good. Um, man.
2: But yeah, uh, what was what were we were talking? Because well, you were saying uh, the problem with the favorite movie conversation. Oh, the favorite that, movie thing. Is yeah, that yeah, you yeah. could say a movie's great, but you're not going to just put it on yeah. in the background. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, and like, or you <laughs> can go the other direction with that. I've watched the movie Zoolander many times. Right. But if I'm making Boo. a if I'm making a top twenty of all time list, Zoolander doesn't make the list. It's just a movie in college that people put on. And yeah, like, exactly. Oh yeah, there's some jokes that I yeah. like. No, oh, that joke, that was a funny joke, but it's not something you know what I mean? Um and I think for me, when I when you were talking about some of what you want in film, I think my favorite movies are the movies that are like in the nexus like it's like Mm -hmm. this movie somehow managed to be both enjoyable and And technically sound uh, but also i i I think not not just artistic but also challenge i i like movies that somehow combine entertainment and is challenging in some way whether that's because it's uncomfortable or it's depressing or it is artistically like difficult or i want i want Basically, I want a spicy sandwich. You know right, what I mean? Right, I, want right, this, right. I want to have to work a little bit for what I'm, you know. You know what, actually, and I. I this is,
3: so I just cheated. I went on Wikipedia real quick. <laughs> sure, do it. Now, I, rem- I remember now, um, jumping back to the cremator, cremator doesn't take place current time period. No, it doesn't. In the Czech, that's right. So it takes place back in the 30s. Right, yeah. right, right. So right. it's during that whole Nazi yeah. fucking, yeah, Nazi you know, Europe isn't just total fucking upheaval. Right. Um, for some reason, I remember it, ta- I remembered it taking place present time, check time. I mean, yeah. Yeah. so like in the seventies, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is like six hours ahead of you. I, yeah. I for some reason, I remember <laughs> that being like a, a present day film yeah. of when it was, when it was being made. Um, and that's why I was like, why, wait, what? where did the Nazi thing come in? Because that yeah. wasn't in play anymore.
1: Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, like, that, you know, the Czech sense, relationship no. to Nazis is very strange. Right. It is. In that Prague was to be Hitler's, um, like, an aquarium or something, like, a, a model of what Jewish culture was like. Mm-hmm. So out of the entire, like, that area. A huge chunk of the city yeah, is was closed closer. off and, and made into a, a Jewish ghetto. But it's Whoa. also like a museum. There's like an eight. I, I only know because I went there one time. Like, yeah, I went well. too. Yeah, it's awesome, right? It's fucking amazing, dude. They have like an eight hundred. They have like an eight hundred year old synagogue in the middle of of uh, what? the one square, and it's like mm-hmm. it's crazy because it's like they wrote the names of a lot of people who died during World War II on the wall of the synagogue, and it goes all the way around. Mm-hmm. Like it's the most depressing. Th- it's in it's the, it's
3: that whole like. The I mean Prague in general is fucking beautiful. It's amazing. And it's, it's super amazing. But when you go into that portion, yeah. you're just super depressed.
1: It's weird because mm-hmm. like that's that's there, and then the teen church is like on the other side of that square. Uh-huh. It's just the whole thing is when you realize that that was his intent for that city, you realize how strange a relationship Prague and the Czech Republic had in relation to the Nazis. Like sure. how fucking strange that shit is, right? Because like <sighs> he's he's exterminating your entire. Like your your people, right? But he's saving you guys because you guys are going to be the weird model that he's like. Look what the fuck I killed, right? So imagine yeah. then a movie about that. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be normal. It's not going to be
2: like. No, I mean the the cremator is a, a you know. There's a lot of discussion right now because of that movie, The Witch, around what does and does not constitute horror. And you you pointed out that in a in a way. The Cremator is a black comedy, which is true, but there's a lot of dread. Like, oh yeah, it's definitely is... a horror film. I mean, even Valerie is a horror yeah. film. Yeah, yeah,
1: I would, I would agree with that as well. Yeah, uh, I want
2: to. Th- I, I, I don't want to shortchange the Cremator, but I feel like if we don't spend a good chunk of our time on Valerie, Joseph is going to like be upset with <laughs> us uh, just because that's super... like
3: his. I do <laughs> want baby. To also say, the Cremator. The first time I saw the Cremator was. Again, also through Joseph.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? He, I saw it because he told me to watch it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So he did this series
3: at, what What the fuck bar was it? There was a bar in Old City, like the
1: Mechanics? National Mechanics. National Mechanics. He did. Oh,
3: excuse
1: me. Um, You're the worst. <laughs> 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 if you've heard the show, Liam does that shit all the time, yeah, so it's totally cool. I did it away from the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Take notes. This sir. is this Take is notes. fucking
3: high class. Like we were, we we're basically taking a Penn Cinema Studies class <laughs> here because Liam has entering that level of sophistication. <laughs> so what did Joseph do? Um, so there was a series of films that Joseph presented at that bar. The what was, what was it? The National Me- Mechanics. National Mechanics Bar. It was the worst place to see movies. Yeah, I, I mean imagine. I don't know why this happened. I don't remember what the deal was. Sure. But he showed the cremator. <laughs> um, and he showed Alicarda as well.
2: <laughs> oh, my
3: God.
1: Really? And I want to say maybe one other film that I, I don't Mechanics. remember. Yes. That's fucking hilarious. You want to know the one thing that I or You know
3: what? No, I'm sorry. He showed the cremator. I think Greg Weeks maybe showed Alicarda. Oh, sure. <laughs> and then maybe someone else showed
1: something else. My best memory of National Mechanics, real quick. Uh, when New Model Army played the Kyber like a million years ago. Sure. I went to National Mechanics with uh, Thomas and uh, Matt from Strike Anywhere mm-hmm. and Milani and a couple and my friend Joe and his wife. And they had karaoke that night and they had vegan pasta. And there was a moment when everybody was eating and I was singing a Morrissey song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> pointing at waitstaff. Uh, my, my, waiting to see New Model Army. My, my, uh, my, my. Uh...
2: My memory of National Mechanics is when our mutual friend Mike Cavalier was visiting with his now wife, then fiance. I don't even know if they were engaged yet, but she was visiting with him. And we were like, let's just go to a bar. Let's go to National Mechanics. We went to National Mechanics to get some food. And while we're getting food, this music night started that's done by a local guy. I forget his name. He's a ponytail kind of (laughs) dude. And uh, the first act was this uh, aging... um, I don't think, I don't think this is, I don't think it's a she, I think, I don't think, it, so basically there was a cross-dressing gentleman, who I don't believe is trans, I believe this was just a guy who was wearing a drag. dress, I think it was drag, but it wasn't, there was no makeup involved, I think it was just a 60 to 70 year old man wearing nice. a sparkly dress. Um, but he, but, uh, but his name was male. So I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to say like, <laughs> it's a dude. Cause maybe, you know, people identify how yeah, they identify, but he was like, it's Bob, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and so that <then laughs> it was him and this keyboard. And he's playing songs. And the guy, I, know who, I think I know who you're talking about. The guy who presented this is like, this is really excited. He's up there and he's just like, you know, suck my fucking ass. Oh, Fuck oh, you. I know yeah. that. Suck I think my fucking ass. It was like something like that. It's probably the same dude that does happy. The frog. Uh, It's possible. I don't know.
3: Do you know Happy the Frog? No. Joseph interviewed this dude. All all I know is that on Loud Fast Philly.
2: Normally, I would think this guy was great, but it was just Mike is visiting, and we, you know, Mike listens to the show, so he's going to confirm the story. And uh, you know, his lady friend doesn't know me yet. Like this is the first time I'm interacting with her. her They work at like a Jesus camp, so like you know, they have this whole. You know, they're a little bit more on the Christian side. So I don't know. They rolled with it, but I didn't know that. And this guy's up there like suck my fucking ass, and I'm like. Oh my God, is this okay? I mean, but part of me was thinking that and the other part of me was like, did he just say suck my fucking ass? That's amazing. Oh no, no. I actually do remember this song went, it went, kiss my ass, suck my dick. <laughs> I don't even give a shit. Suck my ass. No way. Kiss my dick. Yeah, it was like out of control. Wow. So anyways, um, so let's spend a little Back bit of time Valerie. With, with Valerie. Valerie is, uh, so a lot of people describe Valerie as a fairy tale. And I think that is mm-hmm. fair. It's based off a book though, as we discussed loosely based off a book yeah, right. creator is also based off a book. Yeah. And, uh, Valerie seems to be at some level about innocence. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe
4: at it's a coming level. of age tale. There's yeah. a young
3: There's, girl yeah. <laughs> who loses her virginity. Yeah. Uh, well, that's basically, what I'm saying. I mean, basically, yeah. yeah there's yeah, a lot yeah, of themes
2: is. of of incest because it seems like the, 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 there's themes around questions of corruption. There's like the corrupt priest, and then it's definitely, I think,
3: revolves a little bit around the corruption of um, the church.
2: Sure, 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 sure. And um, if you watch the Criterion Collection Blu-ray. The guy who Yo, I get I get two shout outs on the criterion
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that is the,
2: hard, the, the guy who played the priest spends his entire interview talking about how much he hated playing the priest and how he did all this stuff that he didn't want to do like no, he I literally see that part he yet. literally was like they don't put he said it's a well-known trick they don't put stuff in the script because they know you'll say no and then on set they're like oh I just had this idea it's so crazy and he's like, <laughs> but you know they were thinking it the whole time so yeah he, They're he like you're he
3: gonna f- do this creepy thing where you rub your chest and you have a bone necklace underneath yeah. your shirt. Yeah, so there's so
2: there's a lot of themes of incest in the film. There's a lot of uh, interesting things where Valerie, when she's in her room, the room is all white and it seems sort of like a safe space. Then she goes out into the world and the world has a lot of complicated images, including the local women are always sort of being very playful and sexual and mm-hmm. things with a fish and whatever. And yeah. there's there's her, possibly her father. Maybe well, you don't know that until the very end. Okay, so there's things, with, but who is she staying? Is that her aunt that she's staying with? That's her aunt. She's
3: staying with her aunt.
2: So there's the aunt, the priest, the. Uh, how do I describe the guy? There's the weasel. The weasel, the weasel. right, right, that right. right, guy's right. So the weasel, creepy. and the
3: falcon. Sure. The sure. falcon is the boy that she right, meets.
2: Right. I um, remember that correctly. Yeah, yeah. It 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 feels very.
1: I don't know how to describe the imagery. The imagery—it's the closest to Yotarowski, I think, to me. It's the most you surreal think so? of the three. Yeah, it's the most surreal to me.
2: Well, and you actually—I'm going to steal from you for a second. Uh, Justin kind of made the point. It seems to him that the imagery in Yotarowski, if—if this is fair—is it, it doesn't have a point, or it's not trying to communicate something directly. I feel like a lot
3: of Yotarowski's work is is about him kind of fucking with the audience. Mm -hmm. Sure. And in that, I think, you know, and you know, I mean, this isn't like some sort of like proven thing that's out there and it's like written in like in stone. But Mm -hmm. when you look at say, um, you know, specifically the Holy mountain, Uh you know, you're going through this whole story with all these incredibly, um, you know, very, you know, kind of graphic and an iconic um, or icon iconology mm-hmm. type of imagery, mm-hmm. where you you know, it's a lot of it seems like it's very heavily you know based in religion and all these different things. Yeah, but then you get to the end, and he pulls back, and you see the set, and he says, yeah. you know. Uh, you know move
1: back camera
3: yeah yeah and you know and then he fucking you know he just reveals this is just this is all fucking bullshit you know <laughs> so go good. out and enjoy the fucking world like
2: don't what the fuck are you doing in the theater <laughs> but I don't know I don't know that uh, I don't know that the process you go through to get there is meant to not elicit something from you so while the final reveal is of the I don't want to say uselessness, but the lack of uh, weight to you know, I it. I think the
3: whole time you're watching Holy Mountain. I mean, I don't think I've ever met someone that hasn't been like, oh, I'm just like fucking trying to figure out what's like, what's the point? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> sure. What What did that frog dressed up like a Roman <laughs> soldier mean? Sure. And then he fucking blows up. What? Like, sure. You get you. You are thinking so much through that film. And to me, by the end, when he pulls back, like, you just wasted like two and a half hours or however long See, I
2: don't know if I agree. I disagree with that. I I don't don't, don't know if I agree. Because what I say is. Not that you wasted,
3: because it's a fucking, I love the film. I'm not saying that I don't like the Holy Mountain. I have a fucking giant Holy Mountain tattoo. No, I know. On my arm. I love the idea of him fucking with you, and I think that's kind of a big part of what Jodorowsky is about. Is he's he's a huge believer in anarchy yeah. and fucking like hocus pocus witchcraft shit. I think a lot of that though is in a way of look how like you know look how tricky I am.
2: I don't know. I mean, that I, well, I do think that there's a little bit of that going on as well. Do you think that that's going uh, fuck, on with Valerie? Back, too, I want to get back to Valerie, but what I want to say about that is that I think that when I, I think talk, it's the opposite with Valerie. When you I think talk to people, a people, more
1: directed.
3: Yeah, I think Valerie's a lot more purposeful.
2: Well, but I, I guess what I want, all I want to say about the Holy Mountain is that I, when I, when people watch it, I guess what I'm trying to say to folks is. Not to try to figure out what it means, but to try to uh, think about what you feel when you're watching it. Like how, mm. what, what is the response that it draws out of you? Uh, what is it that you like, sort of? uh go through while you're watching it. Yeah. Because I don't I do agree to the extent that I don't think when he was putting those images together, he's like, okay, let me break it down. The frog <laughs> is capitalism. You know what I mean? Like I don't I do think he just put these images out there. Whereas um I was gonna say It's like that- all
3: of a sudden a fucking like, oh here's a whole bunch of um mangled and deformed
1: sure. people. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. He just was <laughs> like like I got these people, we do some freaky yeah. shit with this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think I don't think do you, it's like that. I don't think do you it's like that. I but had I do that...
2: think you you are right in that. But he Valerie... is obsessed with carnival, um, sure stuff. Yeah, so. sure. I, but that's what I'm saying. I don't. I think it's. I think the fact that there's not an ideology doesn't mean it's only fucking. I think it's like this is something that I think is very interesting to look at. So I'm going to put it in. Yeah. But I don't think it's like people when they see something like that, they're like well, what is the underlying meaning? And it's like, well, it doesn't, there's no underlying meaning. It's fucked up. Look at it. How fucked up is that? It's beyond that. You
1: don't want to talk to anyone that's like, oh, well, the bird symbolizes blah, blah, blah. Cause honestly, you probably want to fucking punch them in the face. But when you get
3: into, (laughs) you know, filmmaking of this nature, sure. People do look into that sort of, people are looking into this sort of stuff as, a larger meaning, and when right. you get into things like the Czech New Wave and a lot of the other film movements that came out of countries that are similar to the right. to oh, Czechoslovakia God. at the time, so like Poland, now the the you know the Czech Republic, yeah, um, you know, you look into Poland, yeah. or you look into um, even some of the uh, uh, films in Germany and yeah. um, Russia and these kind of really oppressive areas. There are these films that are, you know, kind of fantastic or kind of surreal. The stuff that happens in these films, it's not just pretty or it's not just like meant to be like, ooh, look at that weird thing I did with with a frog or whatever. Yeah. It's meant to be read into. It's meant to symbolize things. And it's getting their message out there without being overt and them and the fucking government being like, yeah. fuck you, you're telling us you're telling the people to revolt.
2: So that's what I guess I wanted to ask. Whereas him.
3: Jodorowsky, you know, I mean he's kinda of, think he's kinda of saying like fuck capitalism, fuck race or um not religion. Well, racism probably. I don't
4: know, maybe yeah. he's racist.
3: Yeah. Uh, who knows? I, don't, I don't know
1: his views on race. Yeah, 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 um yeah. I don't know how he feels about but, like penis. fuck religion,
3: like he's definitely not down right. with Jesus. Um But, you know, I don't think all of his visuals are symbolizing something. But when you get into someone doing cinema studies and stuff like that, they're fucking analyzing these films.
2: Let's focus on Valerie then. How much of Valerie do you think uh, holds up to that kind of analysis? Like, is it worth thinking about uh, it? Because, you know, people will go frame by frame and talk about, well, from this angle, this or that. Do you think Valerie Valerie in her Week of Wonders is a movie – for which you should be analyzing at that level or is it something that you just experience or whatever what do you, how would you sort of explain that cuz you know i think for us me and josh I, neither one of us feel like we are masters of film analysis but we're also willing true. but we're also willing yeah. to let a movie be confusing
1: yeah we're allowed to we we, we allow for us to feel unsettled yeah, and exactly. then yeah, not yeah, yeah. resolved.
2: So if someone's watching this film and they're like, what the f- Why should? I- what the fuck is going on, would you try to explain that to them or would you say, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just take it in,
1: bro. Get
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think... Bruh. I think on, most bruh. of Valerie
3: you can watch and follow the film sure you know there are some like weird twists and turns and you're like what the fuck was like when she's on the boat
2: part is like yeah it it speaks to you but it's not narratively clear yeah yeah. it's a moment where I was like I kind of get what this is saying to some extent Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I could break it down in an obvious way yeah I mean I mean think you can get from the beginning
3: to the end and be like okay this is a girl this weird dude ended up being her dad. (laughs) All right, cool. (laughs) You know, like you can get to the end and, and you can reasonably figure out what happened. You know, you might be, you might get lost a handful of times throughout the, the course of getting there, but in the end it resolves. And, you know, I think you can get that. But then if you, if you want to look deeper, you can, and, analyze it deeper and you can kind of, you know, what, you know, what, you know, what are the pearls? Like what's, what's the deal with the pearls? Yeah, sure. You know, why, you know, I mean, there's this kind of like, you know, pseudo vampire right. kind of vibe going on at times.
2: There's people rediscovering their youth. Yeah. Era, there's you this know?
3: like, yeah, the, the, the ant kind of, yeah. you know, making this kind of deal sure to kind of um you know get her youth back um i mean it can also just be super surfacy and be like this is the coming of age of a a, she's i think she's supposed to be like 13 or 14 or something like yeah Yeah. you know she it's it's about a a girl um discovering her sexuality and her womanhood yeah um I mean and, and that's 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 like the most surface level I think you can go
2: with that sure. film. But yeah. Do you think what what do you think about this film was in some way I mean maybe there was anything, but it was in some way politically challenging for that time period, other than just the fact that it was asking something more of the audience. It wasn't like a you know it certainly wasn't a communist propaganda film, you know, in a lot of ways. But what do you think uh, would push that film as far as politically for the people at the time. I don't, uh, That's a hard question to answer. I know that's why I'm asking. I <laughs> don't. I don't
3: particularly know what the people were thinking then. No, I don't. Um, I, I guess the time pipe and and so I think the politics of this film, yeah, um, come more from the book. Oh really? I don't know. I don't that know a the lot of the was book was written. Um, and I, I actually, I haven't read the book and I don't know a ton about the book and Joseph probably would be better at talking about this part because I believe he's actually read the book and sure. um, most, in, of, prob- most of prob- that guy's works actually.
2: Probably in check. He's fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Backwards. His, his
3: wife read it to him in check. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, and I don't know if I could really talk to the political nature That's of the fair. film as much. It
2: just seems like the other two films to me... I get why they were politically uh Yeah, well you know they I mean, addressed. Again, I don't know that the cremator was like banned at all or anything, but I don't like, think but, any of the films were banned.
1: No no no, no but Daisy's they, was Daisy's was banned. Was it? At yeah. its release, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, it,
2: but the other two movies, I get the political hot potato. And with Valerie, there was a part of me, not that I don't think there's anything subversive about the movie, but I was kind of like, man, but how could you... I don't even know where you would what you would say about it. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, it was interesting watching the Criterion, uh, the special features, because th- there were two different people on the Criterion that really wanted to assert that Valerie <laughs> is supposed to be innocent. I guess there's some suggestion... Uh, by folks interpreting the film that Valerie's not really supposed to be innocent, that like oh, she's. See, I wouldn't see that. Yeah, I wouldn't see that either. But it was very important, especially for the actress who played Valerie, that she's like, I don't think there's a trick there. Like, I think yeah. she's actually innocent, and I'm like is there a suggestion of people at the time that she's not actually innocent? That she's supposed to be like secretly sexual or yeah. that the film is like some sort of pedophilic
1: fantasy? That would make it weird now, though.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know, like, but it was interesting. I mean, clearly the
3: film would never fly Yeah, being made
1: yeah. with no. that in yeah. mind. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, and I think that's part of what's... I, and I wonder if that's why she feels the need to say it, but it was very important for her to make that point that that's how she saw it and that's how the director saw it and that's that. So well, I, I like, think okay. sometimes with...
3: Um, <laughs> Young, like actresses or actors, or or being in films like this, after you, after the film's made, and like years later, um, they can feel a little, um, used or tricked, sure, into being a a sexualized character at such a young age, Yeah. yeah. You know, who was it, like, um, was it Brooke Shields, yeah. Brooke Shields was in that film.
2: Blue Lagoon? or yeah. Oh, she was in something before Blue Lagoon, no, actually. Was it? Yeah. I don't really really? remember.
3: Yeah. It was a, what's it called, film? It was, um, shit. It doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter. But she's, um, like, I, I don't remember how old she was in it, but it was basically, she was, like, a prostitute in the film. Sure. Wow. And um, she was young, like, I don't know, like, Twelve or something like that. Holy shit. Yeah. And I believe she's even like, she's like even completely nude in the film. No
1: fucking way.
3: And it was a Louis Maul film. Louis Maul film. It was an early, or probably not an early, probably like a mid Louis Maul film. Probably in like the 70s or something like that, I want to say. And she afterwards, um, was really bummed about it. Was like Felt super exploited and right. like, really upset about it. So I think maybe, por- maybe a portion of like the the actress from Valerie saying these things is like, no, like this is pure, like this was this is intent. This was not mm-hmm. a this sexual was- sexualization of this character. You know, it was about, a, 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 you know, I mean, it's it's a it's a universal truth. Of, of young people in general, you know, both yeah. men and women yeah. have the, to discover that sexuality at some point. The film there's you're, nothing perverse about that.
2: The film you're talking about was pretty baby. Oh, okay. Pretty baby. Yeah. Which is don't, funny. Don't see that before, <laughs> before she was in that, she was in uh, Alice, sweet Alice, which I always forget that she was in that. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Alice, sweet Alice. That was yeah, a great yeah, film. I love yeah. that film. Really good. <laughs> so um, again, when, I don't want to We move... played in near
3: dark. Uh, Matt Gross's like always push was to dress as the characters from Alice Sweet Alice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Because the the, the band was based around horror films. Sure, all all yeah. our songs were you know, sure. written around horror films and and yeah, he wanted to dress up in that. I think, what is it? Like it's like a yellow slicker. Like the raincoat. Raincoat. And, the, and, a, and, a, and a, it's a, like a clear mask. It's like a
2: clear people mask. Wow. Yeah, Like it's not, you know, so, it's anyway, so what else? Uh, I don't want to move on too quickly, but I, you know, we do not want to have like a four hour episode. <laughs> uh, what else do we want to say about Valerie? I don't know that we got too into yeah, describing but,
1: it, or I don't, I mean, don't how to wonder, for like, me, describe it. That's what I'm saying. To me, it's just hard to see. talk about. Yeah. yeah, there's no, I mean, like. Any analysis that you're going to say about that movie can e- easily be discounted by the yeah. next person who sees it. Yeah. So it's almost like one of those movies. It's like the one we were talking about. Your, um, What's his name? Uh, Svankmeyer. It's just like, I loved Alice. Yeah. And Shevchuk hated it, right? Yeah, yeah. I love Alice. It's, just, it's a fantastic dude, film. one of my favorite movies. We did an episode about that with Jay from, mm-hmm. from Kid Dynamite. And he was like, I fucking hated it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, He's not into it at all. Yeah. And you can't be like, yo, you're wrong.
2: And Valerie is even more. You can uh, you can be wrong. You
1: can be wrong, but I would never say that.
2: Valerie, I (laughs) I would. I think Valerie is even more ethereal, and that there's like it's harder. Again, like you described, it's you know you can describe the basic plot, but when you start getting into what's going on with this or what's going on, you know, there's this theme. This keeps showing up. I think you do. You are sort of grabbing at a gossamer a little bit, which isn't to say that makes the movie not worth watching. It makes it really worth watching. I've watched it now. Uh, three, I mean, three doesn't sound like that many for people who know that, but I haven't three. known about the movie that long. Yeah. And so having seen it seen three, time three since times, you about it. All, all three times, I'm like, whoa, whoa. You know, like, yeah. not that it's completely new, but there's something else for me to think about and engage with and be like, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny that you brought up Alice
3: because a lot of times um, Valerie in her Week of Wonders is often described as kind of this um surrealist thousand wonderfully yeah
2: yeah
3: wow well i could see it i I I mean there's definitely
2: similarities i mean
3: there's definitely that has a lot of similarities you kind of substitute the you know take the little drink Mm
1: -hmm. with
3: the um the pearl that she ingests yeah um and you know i mean it's clearly not like an actual interpretation of it because Mm. it doesn't you know it doesn't play out the same way sure but it has a lot of that kind of similar imagery and i think it's a it shares in the same um, kind of ideas of, of what they're about.
2: Right. Right. I, I mean, obviously, like we said, it's, it's from a book, but I think the, um, the themes are very similar and that is going on there. But again, there's also enough, you know, the, uh, the ant character and what's going on between and the weasel and all that. There's, some weird shit. It's, yeah, uh, it's there's some, some weird lot. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't, as much as we said, there's interpretation to go on. I'm also inclined to not want to put too. I, I also, if someone watching, they're like, well, it's really frustrating because I'm really trying to quote unquote figure it out. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know, actually. Of the three, it's the one I'm least inclined to look further into than, you know, hmm. the subtext yeah. of The Cremator or the subtext of Daisies. And again, maybe it's because it's the least politicized, it's the least one of the three hmm. that you would say had some type of impact on Czech culture in terms of politics hmm. or addressing those things.
4: Yeah. So I don't, I don't one know what the
1: of the three. It's the one that I'm the, the most inclined to take it and be like, yo, this is just awesome.
2: Do we know? And I, I'm, I'm asking this cause I really don't. What, what was the reception of the film? Do we know like what the response was generally? Did it sort of, what did did, it, did people respond to it was it like popular did people know about it or is it sort I've of um, no idea? I don't really know, know what the response was it's something i'd like to I, I i i don't know how much research there is into this but the reception of things is something i find really interesting like how people interpret or respond to films yeah. and how that changes over time the reception
3: of things are so weird because there's such cl- there's some some incredibly classic films that had you know, like incredibly wildly poor receptions where where fucking like riots happened after the film film screen for the first time. Yeah. And now it's like, Oh, well that's, what do you mean? That's like a fucking masterpiece of, of, uh, you know, cinematic history. Sure. I, you know what? I don't think, I don't think Valerie had any kind of wild, um, post, yeah. Post screening reception. Um,
2: it's just something I find interesting and it, it it doesn't necessarily mean that every film has that response but I just yeah. kind of wondered if there was anything to it especially seeing as in relation to the other Czech New Wave films that came out yeah. a little later it was a little yeah. it was definitely like sort of the end of that in that ways. era yeah um, uh, do you know did the direct, director of Valerie go on to make other things that people should check out yeah I mean as a whole
3: um there are a ton of stuff in the Czech New Wave in general, sure. That people should check out. I mean, there's there's tons of films. Um, he uh, the, the 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 director of Valerie. And you know, I'm not even going to bother
2: <laughs> trying to pronounce yeah, any of their names. You you may have noticed we haven't tried to say anyone's name, and, and I do think that was an unconscious response to Joseph literally challenging us you guys better get those fucking names right so we're not trying <laughs> to say anybody's name
1: you have the internet look it up yourself man. yeah 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 you could also probably look up the pronunciation on your internet yeah exactly yeah, that's
3: true um he made he made a bunch of films within the Czech new wave um as well as um contributing to the anthology film that we right. had talked about earlier yeah right. which is pearls of the deep pearls of the deep pearls of the that's deep it. sorry that earlier i think we said pearls of the sea um, it's pearls of the deep.
1: Pearls of the sea. Pearl of the sea is what the Philippines is referred to in their national anthem. Yeah. But anyway, um, oh my God. which is 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 a
3: really great um, film to check out because yeah. it does feature uh, a number of different Czech uh, New Wave directors contributing to this one film. Um, but he did he did another film called The Joke, and he did these were all kind of a part of um, the Czech New Wave. Yeah. Um, Valerie was kind of one of the last films that he made that probably would have been a part of that.
1: Sure. Um, but then he went on to direct after that.
3: But he directed yeah, he directed well into um let's see, well into the 90s. Whoa. Wow.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Um oh, for shit. for television and for um film.
2: It's weird how eventually he just made episodes of uh uh Another World. That was strange, but otherwise I don't know what
1: <laughs> you mean. A different world? <laughs> what, Sorry, the what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> I think it is. I, I I think I thought Another World was a soap opera. I was just trying oh. to pick a soap opera.
1: name. I thought you were going to say a different world that he directed Sinbad. Yo, that would be summer. so sick. He's so good.
3: I was I walking. You know, I saw some director the other day, and I don't remember who it was, but he went on to like direct. Like, I don't remember sure I would remember what it was but it was like he directed like a bunch of amazing movies and then went on to direct a bunch of really dumb shit
1: and I don't I really wish there's, I remember there's what it was
2: unfortunately probably a lot of I love that that though. fall That's into great. that, that That's like, true. you just got to take jobs eventually right? yeah man like,
1: brothers got to eat yeah you know
2: <laughs> alright Uh so I don't know that we were uh, particularly uh, helpful in, insightful but hopefully <laughs> no. you enjoyed the conversation either way yeah. and basically
1: would, the point is you should talk more to Joseph Trevesi about the stuff than yeah, yeah. we should have just had Joseph here
3: <laughs> I, you, this I, was I, your episode hey, 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 you <laughs> choked I, this I gave you guys a bunch of things we could have talked one, about though. something this else is, this
2: is the this is the only one that works <laughs> all your other suggestions were good so. no my other <laughs> suggestions were fantastic <laughs> oh, well this one though I thought well also is accessible so all three of these movies you can watch on Hulu yeah right? yes. mm-hmm. you can watch
3: you can watch actually many Czech New Wave films on right. Hulu because Criterion release the um, Czech New Wave set, um, sure. which encompasses about four it. films. Yeah. I think it's like it's uh, it's daisies, um, reports on a party and its guests. Closely
1: watch trains is on there.
3: Uh, Closely watch trains is not a part of that set. Oh. They did release that. Yeah. Um, they also have Fireman's Ball up there, which is which is like. Kind of like a big cornerstone of the Czech New Wave, which we pr- maybe we should have talked about that one, too.
2: Yeah, We just went with what you suggested. Maybe. I know. I know.
3: Um, Loves of a Blonde Blond is on there, which is uh, a Milos
2: Forman film.
3: That one's oh, fantastic. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in- Milos Forman did-, did a bunch of really great Czech New Wave films. He did Fireman's Ball as well.
2: Mm. Well, you know, this podcast will last until we are dead so <laughs> unfortunately I'm yeah. sure we will re- return to the other Czech new wave. other check new wave directors uh, it's though we will not return to you you punk no, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's also really good to um note um that finders keepers because I know you guys like to talk about I'll talk about um you know uh, death waltz and and stuff like that every now yeah, and then right
2: yeah,
4: yeah
3: um long before you know there was a death waltz and there was a mondo sure releasing um soundtrack records <coughs> excuse me um there's there's been a, a label in the uk called finders keepers mm-hmm. who's been releasing obscure world music and soundtrack stuff for a long time now
2: <coughs> <coughs> so i'm gonna take a drink of water you were the worst at radio
1: Dude,
3: out with it that? come on man Anyway, they have released um, a ton of the Czech New Wave soundtracks on. on oh yeah, you you mentioned that yeah for, totally. for a while now. <clears throat> They've done Valerie and a Week of Wonders. They've done Daisies. They've done the Cremator, um, and they did Morgana. I believe it's called. <coughs> and I'm dying.
1: <coughs> but they're super. Focus, or- man. Focus. <laughs> <coughs>
3: It's making me cough more. <laughs> oh, my God. This
2: is the best part of the show right now. <laughs> oh, my God. But don't Here. cough into the microphone. Dude, That's what's happening?
3: <laughs> they are super worthwhile checking out. All the music from these films is completely fucking fantastic.
2: Yeah, I and,
3: agree. Uh, the Valerie project is also, uh. they, they did do a recorded version of it in the studio. True. That Drag City put out, which is also oh, super worth checking out. Awesome.
2: I would definitely get that. Drag
1: City, so good.
2: So uh, let's go ahead and wrap up. Is there anything that we want to plug
1: <laughs> that we're hyped about that we're looking we, forward we to?
2: Hype up, hype, hype
1: time. What was the one thing that you said you were hyped on that we're going to s- say for now? Uh, I decided not to talk about that. The, oh,
2: oh yeah, yeah that's it's, right. It's not coming. Well, out yet. let's go ahead and say you want to go to uh, Haunt Love your Etsy. It's just you don't Etsy. Have to do that. Well, we should. You should promote yourself. I don't like doing that. You're hot love on Twitter. <clears throat> yeah, you can follow me on
3: uh, Twitter. So don't in follow Instagram me on Twitter. Follow me gram, on Instagram. I, I don't. I, my Twitter account just. Um, <laughs> I just got a text from my wife saying, Leo, who's my son, wants to finish his mummy. Um, He's obsessed with. uh egyptian shit right now right and uh he just constantly wants me to lay on the floor and then he just wraps me in sheets (laughs) and goes look at my mummy exhibit (laughs) kids
1: yeah oh man uh you can follow
3: me on instagram you can follow me on twitter too i'm just not on there that much and it's mostly just ported over crap from instagram it's haunt love one word h-a-u-n-t-l-o-v-e
2: and we also mentioned tickets are now on sale for X Fest. If you haven't gotten X Fest tickets yet, right. I would recommend doing yep. that. Go
3: to X Fest. Also, I'm going to plug some higher end shit. Okay, Fuck, do it. Prior, you <coughs> fucking. Religious. There you go. Do it. Do it. Um, if you, I got a love hate thing going on here though. Just do it. But since I love Jesse Perez, I'm gonna I'm gonna holler out. Um, International House has some super great stuff coming up. Um, I don't remember the dates for it, but um, one of them is one of the other suggestions, which is William Klein that I wanted to talk oh, about right. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're teaming up with the PMA to do a pop art film series. Wow. Um, and one of the first ones is a, is a William Klein night. And William Klein was an American um, fashion photographer that uh, he left, uh, became an expat, and moved to France where he made some very heavy satirical films Um, and Mr. Freedom is um, I think it's actually, they're going to show it next Thursday. I think it's like February 28th or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They're showing his film, Mr. Freedom as long as well as his short uh, Broadway lights both on 35 millimeter and they're just, some fucking amazing i mean mr freedom's probably in my top 10 nice um it's fucking fantastic and then like a couple days later they're doing a gadar double feature that um, sounds
1: awesome Hmm. which is
3: fucking awesome as well so uh definitely go and check those out
1: at the international house at the international house word go ahead liam so uh
2: there's a few shows coming up i definitely think you should check out (laughs) Uh, as we mentioned on this very show, but let us be very specific, March 4th and 5th, uh, American Nightmare and Burn.
1: At Underground Arts.
2: Underground Arts. Uh, <clears throat> the same night as that show, unfortunately. Uh, but if you don't want to go see American Nightmare and Burn, uh, you could go see our f- good friend Joseph Gervaisi is hosting Cynthia Connolly yep. uh, At the Sinder Garden. She is the publisher and co-author of Band in D.C. Uh, and I think you know, uh, her work is worth checking out, uh, especially if you can't go to those shows. And then on the 6th of uh, March at, uh, oh, this is up in Brooklyn. Um, so for some of you, this is too far. For me, it's not. Uh, Firewalker and Ice are playing. Two of my favorite current hardcore bands. (laughs) Featuring prominent females. Prominent female vocalists. uh, And I think they're really great. And so I'm going to be up there. If you come out and you see me, feel free to say hi. And then March 11th, uh, multiple Friends bands are playing together. Right. Edgewise, Nation of Wolves, Vengeance, Pulling Punches, and Uzi Kids. Oh, man. Almost I think, I think every band playing features at least a couple people who are friends of the cast. Yeah, so absolutely, uh, we are we are in full support of that show. We really think you should go and check it out. Um, there's a lot of other things going on that weekend too, like Monster Mania, and um, there's a Pig Destroyer show. But I think for us, you oh, should
3: definitely go to Monster Mania. No, go to the Diabolic Table. Oh no. yeah, word. and bug the fucking shit <laughs> out of jo- those guys. Joseph loves us. Go so. to. Um, I mean, Joseph hates people, um, and Jesse <laughs> yeah, hates say, people, too. going to say, yeah. <laughs> um, specifically, go, that, go there and ask them if they have pieces <laughs> on Blu-ray. And it whether or not... It. It is the most definitive collection. That's, that's really smart.
1: <laughs> that's
2: and then hilarious. The, the last show I want to mention. Um, and again, um, these are when I'm mentioning events. These are things I've been invited to. So if right. you're like, why didn't you mention? You got to shoot us an email, or you got to hit me up on Facebook. Because if not, it's not going to happen. Uh, and then March fifteenth, uh, Battalion of Saints. Oh, Phobia. And Whoa. Nomads at the uh, Acheron. I think the same show is coming to Philly, but I don't know when. Wow. But I know that that one is up at the Akron and that's uh, my boy Dano, so I definitely wanted to mention that. Well,
1: wow. We'll probably cast before then anyway, so. That yeah, that's happen. fine. Tickets for the John Carpenter show come on go on sale, I think. Friday? Friday.
2: Yeah, and that's at the Keswick, right? Yeah, but uh, that's not until July. It's true, but I think if you want to get, to... it's probably going to sell. Gonna out. sell out it's going to sell the
3: the New York date, which is at a really big place. Is um, sold out? Or? Sold out in like two seconds. Jesus Christ!
1: I yeah, I didn't even get a chance. Dude's
2: old.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, he is. This is
2: probably the only time he'll tour. Josh, anything you're trying to hype?
1: Um, nothing comes to mind. I do want to reiterate our request for our f- listeners. To uh, hit us up with demos. We're going to be doing a demo roundup for Cinepunks that's going to be on the website. You want to do that? You're going to do I'm that? I'm definitely on my way to getting uh, either doing it myself or getting people to tell me what's cool because I'm going you... to send you some demos I got recently. Okay. Dude. If you listen to the show, you know that we are lame, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> specifically me. So I don't know what's cool. So uh, if you have a band that you think we should be talking about or at least we should be writing about on our website, uh, send us a link. Tell us what band camp you're in or whatever. And I will listen to it and give you my honest to goodness uh, thoughts on it. Although you're going to wish that I probably didn't. If it I did. stinks. No, I love. I
2: love. I love that you're doing that. I think you're a good choice for that. Actually, I
1: think it'll be a good time. Um, so, so that I'm hyped on. Um, Yeah, that's all I I got.
2: Yeah, so uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to Justin for being here.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Justin, for being a guest.
2: Thank you for having me 44 episodes later.
1: Check (laughs) out his prints and his shirts, because they are awesome. You should also check out Prince, because he rules. Yeah, that's true.
2: Uh, And I just want to remind you to uh, rate, review, and subscribe. If you check us out on iTunes, um, we... The only way we're ever going to be able to pay for things like nice microphones is if uh, we actually rate on iTunes. And that only happens when you write a review,
1: when you subscribe, uh, people will notice that we exist in the world. You could also also help us out by buying a t-shirt. If you yeah, wonder if you wonder what our t-shirts looked like, you might have been at the Judge Show this weekend, where the singer from Wisdom and Chains, Mad Joe, was wearing <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, we
2: we actually don't have this, so you can hit me up over uh, PayPal, LiamFace uh, at at gmail. at gmail. But we're actually going to have a store up on the website. Do you know how long it takes to set up a big cartel?
1: Just to be clear, any
2: other
3: 50 million different merch sites. Just to be
2: clear, shit talker, we're going to have our (laughs) own thing on the site. It's done. You can do all that. Shut (laughs) up. It's done. It exists. It just hasn't posted yet. And I don't actually know why. So that's why I'm not saying why. (laughs) Uh, Because I already looked at it. I actually ordered a shirt from myself to make sure it worked. And and it worked. worked. Nice. So I don't know why it's not up on the site. So it might be up. By the time this
1: episode is up, it's a distinct possibility that the the store store will be in existence.
2: Um, and as you know, we are continuing to host writing and new shows. So if you have ideas, hit us up. Uh, we'd love for you to be a part of what we do here at Cinepox. There you go.
1: Thanks for listening. Yeah. And
2: screw you, Justin.
1: Smoke bomb.